0: Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats, and I am your host, Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find that dude, uh, Byron, what's his face? Where people find you, Byron? At
1: Byron ByronFever, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Venmo, all the things. And I know
0: y'all know where to find today's guest, Thunder Rosa, at Thunder Rosa 22, right?
2: Yeah, or any gym in your local area. <laughs> <laughs>
0: getting it in
2: all the time brother
0: well which is as good a place as any to start because seriously for real you are like cut up how the hell much do you work out to stay in that kind of shape
2: Uh, it depends like I'm trying to get in better shape to tell you the truth like I've been like working out for about three years now And this is like the best that I kind of look like my weight is okay. I feel better. My butt is getting bigger, but I can get better.
0: (laughs) You can get better. How do you, how do you get better? Like what's, what's your plan for stepping up the game in the gym? What's the Thunder Rosa 10 step plan to getting just yoked? Well,
2: uh, I guess like my cardio sessions have to be not only like in the treadmill or on the Stairmaster is like. This, I seen my, my friends that do MMA and they put like these little videos of stuff that they do. So I've been mm-hmm. mimicking all the stuff that like doing. 24 hour fitness, they have like all the equipment that I need. So that's what I've been doing. And like, legit, like 10 minutes into it, you're like dripping in sweat and like your calves are sore, like everything is sore. So I'm just trying to step it up and do more crazy cardio. Is Don't it wait. important?
0: I mean, do you feel like it's important to what you're doing in the ring? Is it, like, what's the, what's behind it? Or is it personal? Like, you just do it for motivation? Or are you really just trying to get jacked? Is it for a look? Like, what's behind it for you?
2: Well, I'm trying to get jacked. You know, I've never been jacked in my life. I was kind of like mm-hmm. a skinny, fat chick. Everybody's like, oh, you so cute. But I was like, whatever, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, but then in wrestling, you know, I, I take pride of how I look in the ring, especially because I use a lot of two pieces. And I, when you use two pieces, you got, you know, you can't be like, let your like, gut hanging and stuff like that. And then another thing that I noticed, too, no disrespect to a lot of my my female Mexican luchadoras, you know, there's very, very few that are in, like, really, like, excellent shape.
0: So that's just a, a good way for you to stand out, to set yourself apart?
2: Yeah, it's a, a, a really good motivation. Like, definitely one of the people that motivated me a lot was uh, Dulce, sexy, sexy star. Yes. So, you no, know, not sexy she's in star.
1: shape.
2: You know, she's in mad shape mad, mad shape, and uh, she's such a motivation for me. Like, every time I'm, like, struggling in cardio, we used to do cardio together, she'll be like, and I'm, like, just mm-hmm. hear the voice, you know, saying that stuff. Definitely those two girls, you know, they they set themselves apart from everybody else physically, and their gear and everything. So it was, like, one of those, those one of the things that you mimic when you are in the business, because they're successful, so that, therefore, I know, if I mimic some of the stuff, I might be successful too, so why not? Oh, it's, a, it's,
0: a smart, it's a smart plan, and I can't, I mean, like, you know, I see you, what you doing in the gym, and it's like, man, I need to do some sit-ups today or something. Just like uh-huh. and you and a couple other people out there too, like uh, Camerica, our boy.
2: Oh, my. Getting God. himself yoked. We'll Workout together, dude. He used to, like, put me on the ringer. Uh-huh. So I was like, hand other guy. Me, no, there's like three guys and me, and we like he will just put me on the ringer and I'll like not complain and finish the workouts. And every time they're like, No, you're a beast, you're a little beast. I'm like a little chihuahua, so I'm like, You want to be a jack chihuahua?
0: Well, if anybody's gonna get you fired up, he can definitely do it. Um, mm-hmm. well, so. People may or may not know your whole story. I know we've been talking for a couple minutes already, but if you guys don't know um, and you're listening to this show, I'm pretty surprised. But Thunder Rosa also uh, plays Cobra Moon on Lucha Underground, which is an amazing part and perfect for you. Yet somehow completely different from your Thunder Rosa personality, which we, you know we'll talk about a little bit because you know Cobra Moon is the the queen snake, and she's. Mm-hmm slinky and slithering through and has you know these evil things going on and then you got thunder rosa persona that is like the ultimate hype machine that is like the energizer just running around the ring and getting everybody hype and then when you're tagging with Holiday and doing the the twisted sisters thing it's like you guys are just amped but then the cobra moon thing is totally different to me like it's it's very yeah. understated and very deliberate like um you know, I want to get into some of your history, but what just what on the surface level, what's it like being those two completely different personas for you? And you seem to inhabit them both perfectly. Like where where does the where's the line drawn, even though we see visually on your face, there's a line right down the middle for Thunder Rosa. But
2: <laughs> um, I will say that, you know, based on what was given to me um, and um, they're just giving me like. ...direction, you know, when I started on season two, and I just took mm-hmm. it from there, you know, so it was little by little discovering what I wanted to do with the character, you know, and because the f- this first season that I was there, it wasn't like no history behind it. It was just like put in there, and then I was with Daga, and I was stuck in Daga. It was going to a direction, and then something happened, and then, you know, season three, it was like, now I get to do a bunch of stuff that I didn't do on season two. Because like the first time when I did the the first um, vignette, everybody mm-hmm. thought it was like, kind of like Catwoman, like, like you know. Was yeah, like you were
1: Catwoman. fighting uh, people in the streets at night.
2: Yeah, but it was like, I mean, I couldn't say who I was, you know, until like se- season three. And I was honestly, yeah. I was not even expecting something so such an an spectacular way, especially that that big. Um, My throne, and uh, I remember seeing them building it. I was like, What is that? And I was like, That's your throne. And I'm like, What? You know, so I was like, Oh, I gotta act like a real queen. Oh, cool. This is super cool.
0: That's gotta you know, be a good feeling, though, to show up to work and be like, Oh, shit, I'm the queen or something. This is not bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's actually really good. Like uh, before we started, or it was during the third season where we we're taping, I went back to Mexico City and I actually went to like the pyramids and stuff. And I started learning more about the culture and I noticed that, you know, the snake, the feather snake is like a very, you know, important piece of the Aztec culture. So I was like, all right. So they're giving me such a big, big, big character in this in the show. And I really have to show that I can do this and it can be so different than who I am in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I think I have shown that. You know, regardless if I have an accent or I sound like grossy Perez, it doesn't matter. Like Cobra Moon is Cobra Moon and it's not Thunder Rosa. So it's like I, I get to show a very like that's like my alter ego. Like, yeah, uh, that's Cobra Moon. Like to me, like the slithering and like the, the the sex appeal and like all the stuff that I don't do.
1: Well, that's in one of the, the real things... life. That's one of the things that we first noticed yeah. when, when you debuted where, and also like when we see the tapings, like we don't know a lot of the backstory. We don't see the vignette introductions, but there was so much to the performance that was well-rounded and fleshed out where it wasn't just you wore an outfit and you were in the rain. And that's kind of who you were, Like every, like how you moved and in your move set and just everything sort of, really seemed to define the character and the the whole presentation top to bottom was Cobra Moon. And it's also like it's it's very different from thunder from Thunder Rosa. I saw um uh, one of your uh, stardom um, matches, and it was it's so interesting to see like Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground, where you're you know so much different than where. Like you're a much more physical and um, overpowering presence, like in stardom. And it's such like such a change between the two.
2: Yeah, it is. And um, but that's why i that's why I like I like doing this because it's like I can show that I can that I'm multifacetic and I can mm-hmm. do different things and excel in it and, and the and the thing is like when they give you a character like that. It can be it can be dangerous too because you know I have Thunder Rosa and that's my my brand and I've been working mm-hmm. been working on it for a couple of years and Cora Moon I mean this is like something that can potentially like open a lot of doors for me as a as a performer you know because it's not not only I get in the ring and I get to wrestle but I get to act and perform and if I own the character I know I can do other stuff and I in you know. I'm just excited. And I can't wait. I just can't wait to go back. And start
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. That's got to suck as a worker for, for Lucha underground. And we have heard it from several people too, that just like mm. everybody was hyped to be coming back in spring. And then it's like, Oh, but guys, we will be, we got a little bit longer to wait. Um, was it hard to fill up the indie dates and, and everything when you found that out?
2: Dude, I was in Japan. It was like, I had three weeks left in Japan or two. I don't remember. And like, we left, we only had stuff until January, right? And then mm. my husband calls me kind of freaking oh. out. He's like, dude, dude, I heard from the grapevine, like the, you guys are not gonna stop taping. You gotta get a hold of somebody. And I'm like, what, what you mean? And he's like, you guys are not gonna start taping. And I'm just like in like panic mode. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So I just called somebody. Yeah, indeed, that's what's, what's happening. And I'm like, I just called everybody that I knew and be like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm available for bookings, blah, 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 blah. You know, and immediately after that, I think, um. no, actually, we decided to go to the East Coast for a tour, mm-hmm. Holiday and I. So I, we already had that set up, but we didn't even have dates like that. Like, my, our agent helped us to get dates over there. And then from there, we just started like opening up and calling people and just like, Hitting everybody that we know, like I talked to people in Chicago, like it's just like a constant hustle, and it's like when dates were not open, like filling up, I'm like Jesus, like how am I gonna now? How am I gonna pay for my bills? You know, it's like I'm a professional wrestler. I'm not, I don't have a regular job. This is my job. This is my job. <laughs> That's why you see I'm better. And the only one, the only way I get better is by you know doing my job, but. If I don't have bookings and if I leave all this stuff open, it was gonna get harder. But you know, you gotta survive. I'm, I'm an immigrant. I know how to survive. I know how to make money. I've been blessed with you know opportunities. So it's been so far so good. But it could be better.
0: Well, I mean, I'm still I'm still happy though. When I like open up my Facebook and I see that you have a list of dates up until September or whatever. At least you have some stuff filled in. And it mm-hmm. doesn't mean you guys shouldn't hit her up if you got dates for hit my girl up, get her on some shows. But at the same time, I was happy when I was like, cause I've seen a couple other workers where it's like, damn, your shit's still a little thin through the summer there. What's up? Yeah, Like you're doing better than some. It's like, you got, you definitely got some dates filled in there, which is cool because you know, we like, we want to see everybody from Lucha Underground, you know, get their dates in and we want to be able to come out and see people too. So hopefully everybody's getting a little something out there. Yeah. But again, it's like
2: the constant hustle and like the, the fact that you, when I work other people and, um, you know, I stay humble and I, I'm respectful in the locker room and that really opened doors for me, especially now, mm-hmm. like I'm going to Florida because somebody put a good word. I'm gonna put my girl Taylor Hendricks over. I love you girl. You know, we're she's- in Florida and now I'm going to Florida with Queens of combat, which is super freaking awesome. Like I mean, trying to work with them being in California, is kind of hard because they don't want to be expensive to fly yeah. people over like i'm telling you because we're you know running our own sabotage show here in Cali and i understand the the bookers but it's like i mean i'll do whatever man like i love wrestling i love performing in front of people and i love also bringing the gospel of lucha underground to other cities that you know they might have not know about our show
0: which sadly is probably still too many places with with the not getting on enough cable networks and then cable networks dropping a channel and weird stuff like that. Like I'm hoping that this Netflix thing happens and everybody can see it. And if not hit up that Amazon and that iTunes people, cause you guys are missing out if you haven't seen thunder Rosa work. Um, but you said, you said that you were an immigrant, so I want to take it back. Let's take it back to Mexico. Where, where did thunder Rosa come from? You come from a small well, town, a big town. Was it, you know, highfalutin rich up in the Hills. What's the deal? I-
2: I used to live in a hill, but I wasn't rich. Um, I'm from Tijuana, Mexico. I was born and raised there. Um, I'm the third of four girls. I was never allowed to do any like contact sports in my life, and uh, my parents were very protective in that sense. Um, I developed a very, um, I don't know, an impulse to start working at a very young age. I started working. When I was 14 to pay for my my school and my books and stuff like that so i was always very independent and then mm-hmm. um i like sports but like i said they didn't let me play so i just play in the streets with my homies and you know i was a tomboy didn't really watch wrestling growing up but you know triple a because i was what playing played on sundays and i watched all the movies with santo yellow something blue demon versus the monsters and it's just everybody that because it was fun you know and it's right
0: that's, I mean, that's, and that's, that was every, I mean, I was in the States and I was still watching those movies. Those were just fun when I was a kid.
2: I really want to make a remake. It was going to be, yeah, I want to, hey. <laughs> that will be fun.
0: Put it out there. Anybody making a, anybody making a Santos movie, uh blue demon, get at Thunder Rosa, get her I'll apart. The,
2: uh, the helpless girl that is always getting saved. Um, so they I- might have to
0: update that part a little bit if you're playing it. I don't know about helpless. I don't know if that'll quite work.
2: Low blowing every fucking vampire like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I didn't I didn't come to San Diego until I was 17 so I was kind of old didn't know how to speak English didn't know nothing about the culture here so I just you know Mm -hmm. because how I am I just like got involved in a bunch of stuff and you know that opened doors for me to go to college and then I moved to Oakland when I was 21 with my husband and then I finished college here so I graduated from UC Berkeley
0: Whoa, you graduated from UC Berkeley. That's no joke.
2: Yeah. Sir, 3.86 GPA. Yay.
0: (laughs) Now, what were were you studying? Sociology. Dang. So you got straight up a degree, came up here. Wait, 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 wait. So hold on. You came here at 17 and couldn't speak English?
2: No, my English level was, according to the test, it was 7th grade. I was 17. Okay, so...
0: So it was just okay. it was just a little bit broken. you didn't have complete grasp of English yet
2: no but when you when you talk to my husband if he tells you the story, he tells you that like, he couldn't understand me when I asked for a job like because he don't speak Spanish so i I was forced to speak English <coughs> so uh, he'll make fun of me she like you like? He's like remember when he used to talk to me he's like she like this you like that I'll shut up bitch. <laughs> 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 um, yeah so it was like I had to learn the whole, the whole entire culture language and everything you know in in college wasn't easy either because everybody's like you know they've been here for a long time and i was writing essays dude my essays suck like my grammar sucks even when i speak my grammar sucks it's just it's been really really hard and it still is like sometimes i'm like afraid to write it it's emails because i, I feel like oh my god it's not gonna be good enough you know you get traumatized like your work you're competing it's you're competing with like people that are like that they they have straight A's they have like mentors and like, like people used to pay for them to go to this different stuff and you're like there like just school but i think i did really well for myself and you know i found a job and i start I graduated you know to pay the stupid loans everybody's <laughs> like oh yeah go to school for free yeah, we
0: all know about those loans. I finally paid mine off. Yeah,
2: Woo. Oh, lucky. So yeah, I started doing like what everybody else does after college, and I did not start like until like four years after I graduated because I, we, my husband and I was started going to go into, like shows, indie shows here, and then he took me to WrestleMania twenty-five. More about wrestling, American wrestling.
0: Wow, yeah, so I you mean, were at WrestleMania 25 too. We had uh, Marty Elias on last week, and he was a ref for that Undertaker sean match. You know that, right? <laughs> no, see. That
2: was how like no ever life, like Big Show, and Marty Elias is there, and now I'm working with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, wasn't he? Wasn't he one of the people that was there when uh, they kind of found you for Lucha too?
2: Yes, he was.
0: See, that's crazy. See, that just means everything is is coming in in Everything's connected. the universe is all connected for you. It all it's all meant to be.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's nuts. Every time I tell a story, it's like, yeah, it was there. Even holiday, mm-hmm. she went to WrestleMania 25 too.
0: Oh, no way.
2: Ah, yeah, so it's like it's pretty crazy.
0: See, it's so- the universe drawing you in. Either that or it's all a work from Vince McMahon. He planned the whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Then I was like 26 when I like got serious, went, went to a tryout in APW and Hayward and got fifth place. And I was like, I think I'm going to do this. This is like a totally different challenge. Like I've always been like challenged intellectually,
1: mm-hmm.
2: physically, you know? So that's when I started training, like at the gym, I, I lost 10 pounds. I started like, you know, really getting serious about it. And then January, 2016, that's when I started training at APW gold mine in Pacifica, California.
0: So what was, yes. what was the day job at the time? I mean, I can't imagine you didn't have one being a hardworking young lady like yourself.
2: I did have one at that point. At that point I was a supervisor of a, what was it? It was a rehab facility called thunder road.
0: Oh, yeah. it's all starting to make sense now.
2: <laughs> so now you know so, where the Rosa comes from.
0: Well, so, but you were helping other people out.
2: Yes, I was helping uh, teenagers with a uh, dual diagnosis, which means they had mental health problems and alcohol and or drug addiction in their families.
0: See, now this this doesn't surprise me about you at all, because I have to say, like, you seem like the kind of person that would be down for helping out other people in need when they needed it and, and being, comp- even as much as you were working hard for yourself, I, I can't say that I'm surprised that you would be in a selfless endeavor like that or that you would take part of that as your name. Like how, was that part of it you wanted to give back to, to that idea too?
2: Yes, actually, um, I didn't in memory of those who I helped that passed away. Like thunder, the thunder road is, you know what I mean? It's called thunder road for a reason. Cause it's like one of the being in, in, re- in recovery is one of the most, most difficult things that a human being can endure, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so uh, I work with a lot of teenagers that, you know, give me a lot of motivation to do something for my for my life. And I also wanted to be a motivation, especially for the girls that were in the re- the rehab, that they can do whatever the heck they want if they put their mind into it and put the work in it. You know, so I started, when I started training in the gym, they started seeing like how energetic I became and like how um, how into it I was. And when I left that job, to go another one so i can have more freedom and my schedule so i can train more um some of them stay in contact with me on social media so um uh, i get text messages from time to time and there's like oh we're so proud of you we knew that you were gonna make it but we didn't know that you were gonna make it that far you know yeah we're crazy you were crazy that's what they always tell me so it's like <laughs> and <laughs> and it's actually kind of cool because some of the girls that i ended up helping in my other job now like actually they have their kids and one of them is I'm the godmother of one of them mm-hmm. of their kids so it's like she's super proud of me and you know um she follows me everywhere and and it's like it it's just really cool that you can you can be the the like the ray of light in people's lives even if you're do, if you're doing this crazy stuff you know and it's just like i'm really blessed that i can you know do that and and some of the the, the guys and girls still you know follow mm-hmm. me and of my journey. So that's pretty cool. And then we're still I'm still doing it in a different way. And now I'm doing it with wrestling. And, and you know, my husband and I we created sabotage together to help um, women's wrestling because yeah, right now it's hot and like women's revolution and everything. But still, there's not a lot of almost all women's shows. You know, mm-hmm. you got to scramble for one fucking match in a show. And that's a real struggle, you know, and, and uh, there's a lot more girls signing up for wrestling. I mean, we don't have as, m- as many girls as there's guys but girls need opportunities too you know and it's like we're just this is our second show but we have a lot of faith that this can grow into something different especially here in the west coast because we don't have anything like this on the west coast mm-hmm. so
0: so what's the appeal you tell me in your words what's the appeal of having a show that is all women
2: the appeal is that women can work with different workers that haven't been they haven't been able to work with and they can um show that we are a draw and people should come and watch all-female show Mm -hmm. that's the appeal and also how we are promoting our show is i think it's a little different than how it's usually promoted in like in a regular basis like we don't focus so much in the promotion we focus on the talent and which is like we you know Post their best matches. We, we put pictures. We tell them like where they're going, when we can, and we have the ability. We help them get all their bookings, you know. So um, it's it's like that. It's like it's it's a, a growing network, and that's what at the end of the day. What it is, it's like creating a network that you know everybody help each other out. But sometimes here in the business is like eat dog eat dog kind of business, you yeah. know. But Well did
1: you have? Who did you have at your show? I remember. I remember um, there were a group of, of Lucha fans, Lucha Underground fans, who, who went to it, and they were posting about it on Twitter, a whole bunch. And it's, there were some familiar faces, right, at, the, yeah. at your last?
2: I don't remember from the back of my head, but there's yeah a bunch, a bunch. I don't remember their faces. I don't remember their names on Facebook or Twitter. But some of them are coming to the show again, and they're really excited. But our friend Callie Muscle, he's going to be there.
0: Uh,
2: uh, yeah. Well- yeah, this is uh, El compa. I think compa is going to be there. He's like a big guy. I forget. He used to go to Lucha Underground. Um, mm-hmm. um, Chris Joseph is actually going. He bought tickets.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah.
2: Maybe we'll he'll discover better.
0: somebody like he He kind of found you. Yes. Bring, bring yeah. some new people in.
1: Well, it seemed like there was like a, a few faces got noticed um, when stardom came into town mm-hmm. and you've done some work with stardom and it, it and and sabotage kind of, kind of seems like there's that group of, of female wrestlers that that are um, that are coming together for that that we've seen and started them a little bit and and uh, I was just wondering about that like um I don't know like the, English the- Byron the-
0: English <laughs> sorry
1: it's supposed I to be lied. her second language not yours what's up. <laughs> sorry i'm I'm on the east coast, so it's it's ten p m and I had a long day so oh. I know i'm whining I'm whining no it's <laughs> it's just yeah it's the the roster that you had at the sabotage show was was pretty good um I was wondering if you wanted to talk about that or, or who do you, who's gonna be
0: so coming. you're saying. Let me translate for you because apparently yeah. English is like Byron's third language. It looks like you had a lot of great talent at the Sabotage Show. Is there anybody who is there that you think is like on the verge of breaking through?
2: I am. There is a couple that they've been getting a lot of, you know, they've been hustling too. Uh, definitely, Shotzi Blackheart is one. She's been everywhere too,
3: mm-hmm.
2: been working with other companies. Um, let's see, Heather Monroe. Uh, Desi Derada, she's about to go to uh, Europe too, and she's been doing her thing. They're doing pretty good. Um, Ray's, I think Ray's is a, a somebody that I I see that she des- she should deserve more opportunities, and mm-hmm. I really like enjoy working with her. She's very professional, so definitely her. And there's a couple other ones that you might see in like, you know, I can't spoil it, but you might see them some other places. But um, again, we like you know. We like to give everybody an opportunity and um, actually one of the girls that is in stardom right now Chrissy James she was in our first show and she was you know the promoter loved her loved her look and he invited her over so that's sometimes that's all that it takes and that is what you know we will love to do but um yeah I'm I'm excited
0: well I mean it it does seem like a great opportunity for you and for for the people you're bringing in I, I like to see you know the talent getting involved on both sides because honestly for everything that is wrong in the business that's probably the best way to fix it in a lot of ways is to have the people that really know and care and aren't just there to try to make a dollar off of somebody behind the scenes as well and there's a, there's a lot of promotions that are doing that now too which is why i think the whole wrestling scene as a whole especially on the indies has gotten a lot better in the last 15 years you know
2: and like i said we want to respect i know how you know how difficult it is sometimes to get your booking free but um we're trying to respect that as much as we can you know and uh, my husband's mm. a very generous person i'm the one
0: who. <laughs> <laughs> you're like he's too generous stop giving away yeah, the like, farm
2: boo like for real you know but it's like <laughs> i i know once you know we start getting more sponsors and you know the ball is rolling and they see that their success with their successful stories in and, and for me like again like you guys said I'm all about community and like, um, I want to, I want to get sabotage in a place and where we can actually build our community where we can build relationships where we live and people can come and watch a show with their families. You know, we can do stuff with the high schools with the girls so they can get more involved in in sports. And even if it's not wrestling, it can be somewhere else where they can raise money for their, you know, I don't know, volleyball, softball, you name it, elementary, high school and stuff like that. That's what I want to do. And I've seen that that's been the most successful stuff, you know, for some of the promotions that I've been running for years. But we also want to respect the workers, because if we don't have the workers happy, we won't have a good show.
0: Right. I mean, and that is important, too. Okay, so the way, the way you're talking, I got to ask, face or heel, what's more fun? Heel. So, oh, you do have more fun as a heel, don't you? Heels have more yeah. fun, everybody. Rudos can't yeah, fail.
2: I can beat uh, everybody's ass being a heel. Well, I mean, lately I haven't been able to win any matches. But when I'm heel, I'm like, I'm going to beat your ass for like 20 minutes. You know? <laughs> it's like, and you can't do nothing about that. It's just great. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
0: See, and people are healed of being a, you can, you know, have all the people praying and whatnot, it's like, well, because you get to do stuff that you always want to do in life that you just can't do anywhere else. (laughs) Uh,
2: And then the thing is, like, when I'm healed, I can speak Spanish and cursing Spanish, like, like a sailor, and nobody understands what I'm saying, especially when I work in the East Coast, you know, so it's like, really cool. And then when I'm a baby face, I'm kind of like, I I mean, I like being baby face because I get to do all my flashy stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But, man, I get my ass beat bad. You know, it's just like, ooh, what do I want? Beat somebody's ass or get my ass beat? You know, but regardless, it's fun. I,
0: I have to say, I think some of the raunchiest stuff I've heard in a wrestling ring of any kind has been in Spanish. There's yes. a there's a few workers out there that like to, uh, you know, I think the, the funniest one was Pentagon and Phoenix to me when they were cursing at each other about, you know, bad things about people's mothers that was hilarious to me but it's like you yeah. barely catch it at first you're like wait he can't and my spanish is not very good but it was like hey you and tejano too he's said some just no, awful awful things in spanish in the ring that i've heard <laughs> he still does no. but that's the kind of spanish that you learn when you're
1: taking high school spanish those are the words you learn first
2: absolutely you know
1: when
2: i was in japan like I used to say the most ridiculous stuff in Spanish. And I will tell my friends that I was going to say it. in. Eng- I mean, I will like, translate it in English, and they're like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. And I was like, I'm probably never going to get time for WWE, so might as well just say it. Fuck it." And then I'll be like, dude, I, I watch the videos, and I'm like, How- why did I say that? Like, why? That last door too. Like I was saying some stuff in English, and then my color dad was like, "Bro, you gotta calm down." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Sorry." Well, what's
0: it, what's
1: it like going over to Japan? I uh, want to know
0: how you even got to go to Japan in the first yeah. place. Like, here's a here's a girl from Tijuana who's moved up to the Bay Area, went to, K- <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're traipsing off to Japan and and wrestling and stuff. Star- yeah. How does that happen?
2: I was in the right moment. I was in the right place at the right time. Um, little Melissa was mm. very active in stardom back in um, it was 2016. The first time I went and she was there. She was in our training facility working on something. And then we worked with her for a couple hours. Then um, I got a hold of her gear maker. So he was doing my gear and stuff like that. And then my gear maker says, Hey, I gave you my, uh, your phone number to Melissa. And then Melissa, like, was starting to start talking to me. Then all of a sudden, one day I'm in a meeting at work and I get a text message saying, are you interested in going to Japan? And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know, like, is this happening? Like, (laughs) what? So I was like, hell yeah. Like, when are we, when are we talking about? And then she gave me, um, a date. And I'm like, holy Jesus, I have one month to get my passport, one month to either quit my job or ask them for a leave of absence, one month to get all my stuff together before I leave. I mean, I call my husband immediately. I was like, they invited him to Japan. What are you saying? And he was like, are you dumb? Like you're going, you know? And, um, I was really scared because I'd been wrestling only for like three months. I had less than 10 matches. I was mm-hmm. really nervous. I felt really unprepared, but I was like, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. You know, I got to like, it's all or nothing. And it's always been like that with everything. My husband is crazy. Like we both are like that. Like we just like, it's all or nothing. Fuck it. We just go homeless, whatever.
0: I mean, that's definitely trial by fire though. I mean, they, they work stiff over there too. And for, for a younger worker to go to Japan and just be like, Hey, fuck it. Let's go to stardom and take some elbows to the chin. (laughs) That had to be scary.
2: It was really scary. Um definitely I was, you know, because I, I didn't have a lot of experience, it was a little difficult for me, but I had good people on my side. I had Starfire, I had Nikki Storm, which is not Nikki Cross. You know, she was my roommate, Chelsea Diamond. So we all like took care of each other and like learn different styles and that's what it helped me. You know, like yes my I was really awful, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I wasn't, you know, the best that I could have been, but the fans the fans like me from the get-go, I, not, of the, not the first two matches. They, they like me, they like my presence, but they started liking me when I came with the the face paint. That, that mm-hmm. was the concussion because I was like, how the heck am I going to get over if one, you know, I'm like one of the greenest of the greenest and two, you know, I got to do something different, right? Cause like, and I got to do something different. So my, I talked to my husband and he was like, you need to put your face paint on again. I think that's gonna like pop because you're not really a luchadora, because you train American,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but you're Mexican, so you gotta embrace it. And I'm like, okay. You know, cause that's one of the was that's one of the problems I had. It was like not embracing where I came from. And not really embracing that I'm Mexican living in America.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and now I'm Mexican living in Japan and I'm not a luchadora, so I <laughs> gotta do something, you know.
1: Well, it's cool to see the whole like Twisted Sisters gimmick in startup in Japan because you definitely stand out completely, and I mean you you have such a big presence over there, and um, I think that's really cool. And I think it it kind of you've defined it in itself. It's not like you have to be a luchador. I don't I don't think that you the two of you put forth that type of match, you kind of have your own thing. You've kind of taken something and and brought your own sort of it's kind of a hybrid
0: of of yeah. different styles right now and looks and f- like the whole thing. It's it's smart to me. It's a smart gimmick overall because you're combining the best of kind of the Japanese and the, the lucha Libre style and American wrestling style. Right?
2: Yeah, that's that's not who I am. I'm a hybrid. I mean, I can work Japanese, American and Mexican, you know, and that's I think that's money right there. If you can work different people. Well,
1: what what's your philosophy on that as far as what makes you the most entertaining performer in the ring?
2: I will say when you have an emotional connection with your fans, from the moment you get out of that of the, the curtains, and I'm not gonna say the door because I haven't seen a door in a long time. That's 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 it. Cause you can be the best wrestler in the world and do the whole like perfectly and like take the best bumps in the world. But if you have no charisma and no emotional connection, you're just gonna be another wrestler, you know? And that's one thing that was taught to me when I was being when I was trained, it was like, you guys need to like really put your characters over. You know, if you're gonna be a heel, be the best freaking heel in the world. If you're gonna be a baby face, be the best baby face in the world. If you have charisma and if you can connect with your fans, you got it. You know? <laughs> and that's, I think, one of the things that I'm thankful that I, I, I've been able to have is that emotional connection with a lot of my fans. I mean, we were in freaking the fr- our first time in, in New Jersey, and we had people, like, coming over to watch us, to watch our matches, you mm-hmm.
0: know? Never yeah, and, this, and, this, and this gimmick hasn't been on TV a whole bunch or anything, has it? I mean, you guys are just getting this over yourselves.
2: Yes, yes. No, and it hasn't. You know, and it's like the same thing with um, when, when I go with Thunder Rosa and I go to like Indiana or like these small towns where you don't have like no Latino community and they come and yeah. they watch me and be like, oh, Thunder Rosa, I'm really happy to see you. Like, I really was looking forward to see you. They don't call me Cover Moon, they call me Thunder Rosa. So it's like, it really hits, it, hit, it hits home and it hits like that I've been, uh, what we've been doing, you know, my you know my team and I, is working, you know, and like my work mm-hmm. in the ring is, you know, it's speaking for itself too. Because I could be an awful terrible wrestler, you know, but they still like me. But I'm trying not to be a terrible wrestler. Although some people might think I am because of some of my matches, but okay, I'm not perfect. But uh <laughs> I'm still learning. This is my third year, so chill everybody. Has it really only been that
0: long? Seriously?
2: I started in 2016. I debuted in October 2016. No, fifteen. Sorry, I'm sorry guys. Fifteen. 2015, 2015.
0: Wow. But I mean, that t- that does have to tell you how over you are, because I mean, that means that I've been hearing about you since day one.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I was we were really active on social this thing. I'm sorry, guys. That's right. We, we were really active on social media before I started training because I was volunteering and I was a manager way before I started training mm-hmm. because I wanted to learn, you know, my ways in the ring psychology and all of that stuff. And the only way you learn it is by being in the ring or doing something and that sort, you know, and then you learn how to do take bumps and all that stuff later. And that really helped me. And then like having some people like, you know, Sherry Martel as somebody that I will follow, you know, and look up to in terms of her work, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, like people that are like out there, out there, you know, people that everybody wanted to be like, you know, so it's just like, That's that's the type of people that I look up to. And in in terms of like wrestling abilities, I was like, really, I really like what Cheerleader Melissa did. She came out of the same school that I went to. Um, Sarah Sarah Del Rey, too. Mm -hmm. So I have big, big shoes to fill, you know? Because we were like the only women in a long time that have, you know, made an impact from our school. And that was like my goal. And it's always still my goal. I'm not there. Yet. I have a lot to learn, you know, and like I said, this is my this is the beginning of my third year. So uh, I'm just trying to make strides. And and I think I said it. I said this before, like I want to be one of the very first Mexican born wrestlers to be as successful as possible here in the United States, because I didn't train lucha. I train American style. That's what I'm that's my bread and butter, American Mm. style
0: so then is it tricky to to go backwards and kind of reincorporate lucha libre which is funny because, since that's where you're from to bring it back but you said as a kid you weren't a huge wrestling fan right
2: no not really i mean i like mascarita sagrada because he was in the soap operas. anybody that was in the soap operas, i was a fan you know like, <laughs> hey,
3: and
2: then when i, I met mascarita sagrada i totally marked out i was like uh, mascarita sagrada. Uh, you were like the, the, uh, like i was like that and he was like and I'm like, bro, like, this is a market one. Like, I swear I hugged him. I was like, you're like my idol. You and Octagoncito, you know? It was just like, because they were always on TV or on the movies, you know? This is like really
0: funny. Everybody, everybody's allowed one or two of those absolute mark out people, though. Everybody has to have them.
2: That and like Rey Mysterio. When Rey Mysterio passed and he didn't have his, like, uh, mask. I didn't really, like, didn't, like, register. I turn around and I always say hi, right? And I was like, hi, hi, whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm Oscar. I was like, Oscar. Okay, cool. And I was
0: like, I'm Ray Mysterio. And I was like, for real? See, I'm, I'm old <laughs> enough to remember that unfortunate period of time where WCW made him take off the mask. No, so the just... first, first time I saw Ray without the mask, he was like, oh, yeah, it's Ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so unfortunate, man. And he, he had, had the horn. No, uh, Whatever. He was still he was still hype, dude. It was still yeah, hype. He was still the best. <laughs> um so I, I want you were talking we we're talking a little about stardom, but I gotta ask you about the this fateful moment, like when it was DJ and Marty came to this stardom event, but that stardom event was here. They didn't fly to Japan. You were back here on tour with stardom? Is that how that worked? Or you were already no, back and
2: I was already back. I was back I was, my first tour was from, damn, I don't even remember, April to June. No, July. I spent there like 87 days, something like that. Then I, as soon as like I hit the ground, like we hit it hard. Like it was just like booking after booking after booking after booking. And my husband's like, you're not resting. I don't care about your jet lag. You you, you <laughs> You're yeah, to make your name out here, and blah, 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 Like He gave me, like, they little to talk, and I'm like, man, I'm tired. No, shut up. Like, there's, no, you got, no, get on the car, let's go. And I'm like, oh. So I started, like, wrestling a lot in SoCal, and then um, I just started doing a lot of that stuff, and, um, and then uh, I was, you know, approaching, and if I wanted to be part of the show, and of course I was going to say yes. I love stardom, you know, and then um, I did a lot of footwork, too. So they needed to sell tickets, and I was just asking, how are the ticket sales, blah, 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 let me post pictures, let me post this and post that. So I was like going everywhere in LA, took a whole week off from work, and I passed out flyers like Bellflower, Hollywood, Little, uh, Little Tokyo, Chinatown. I, I don't even remember. Did uh, I round the area where we're gonna have a show, and then I pretty much call every person I know and all my family to come to the show. So I had like the first time the first show I had probably like 20 people coming to the show.
1: hmm.
2: And then the second time the last show, my all my cousins and aunts, and my parents came. That was the like, first time my parents came to see me on a show. So that was super.
0: That was the first time
2: cool. that was the first time. So we had like family members, we had like about 15 or six, 15 to 20 people coming to watch me. And I was on a six man. Dag, I didn't do shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. If you got a lot of family there, you get an easy night and then you can hang with your people. You don't have to kill yourself.
2: It was great. Like, um, I mean, all the money that I spent for that week, I pretty much made back because I bust in my ass, inviting people, making sure they came to the show. Cause that's the most important part, you know, as, as a worker is like, you got to care for the people that are like hiring you, you know? And Mm -hmm. like. The trust and like the money in you, and that's what I always tell people that, that book me. Like, I really care for my work and I really care for like having a successful show. Because if you have a successful show, I will probably be making money too. You know, so it's like that was that was really, 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 really good. So the first night when I met DJ, I didn't even know who DJ really was. So he came to me. <laughs>
0: It's because he wasn't dressed like Big Dick Johnson or whatever. He,
2: he, I know, right? Or
0: undressed <laughs> like Big Dick
1: Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah that's what me, I meant.
2: Let me remind you guys, I did not watch WWE until I was like pretty old and he was not on TV, so I didn't really know who he was. My husband knew who he was, but he didn't really tell me.
0: I'm sure so. he's probably happier with the fact that you didn't know. <laughs>
2: No, at that, that time, I, I think I told him once I was working with him, I was like, I watch your Big Dick Johnson stuff <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was
0: trying
2: to keep my job, you know.
0: That's the day the boss doesn't want to come to work where he's just like, I'm going back home, y'all. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so he introduced himself and everything. And I'm like, just me being me, my dumb self. And I was like, ah, how you doing? I speak like three languages. Like, oh, I'm so Rosa. My name is Melissa, you know? Like, yeah, I'm super cool. Like, hire me, you know? Like, that was me introducing mm-hmm. myself to DJ, you know? And he was like, yeah, we're from Lucha Underground. I was like, yeah, I used to watch Lucha Underground Boothlegged in Japan, which is true. You know, the matches are great. Um, you know, but we didn't watch none of the, none of the, uh, the vignettes. There was no vignettes. There was just matches. So I didn't really follow the story. I just watched the matches. Because we wanted to get cool stuff to put in our matches too. So we were like, oh, wait, this is cool. We should use it in our matches, you know? So he was like, okay, cool. Well, we contacted you. And then I talked to Marty too. Because he was a friend of a, a promoter in Mexico. So he put a good word for me. And then all of a sudden I'm driving back to LA. No, LA. I'm driving back to the Bay Area with no sleep whatsoever. And I'm talking to eric van wagen about being part of the show possibly is this really happening you know i'm like you know i'm not very like
0: so he eric van wagen called you up that weekend
2: it was like yeah everything happened in between those three days
0: damn those dudes move fast when they know what they want like that you you must have because for evw to be calling you that means that dj had called him and said Mm look, I found somebody perfect for that thing that we're talking about doing with the snake and whatever, and, you gotta get her.
2: And you know what? I think also um, a couple of the guys and the girls that are working with Chandra, Liz Peña and Brian Metz, they throw my name there, Mariachi Loco and Cholo. They threw mm. my name there because they were like, we're looking for female workers who would, who would be a good one, like Latino, whatever. Thunder Rosa. Go and look for Thunder Rosa. And they went and watched me in uh, AWS shows. And I was like, green like super green like I remember how green I was you know and I'm like damn so I didn't hear anything from a couple weeks until freaking DJ calls me out of the blue (laughs) and he's like hey what's up like are you interested like we have the the thing for you and you'll start next week and I'm like but I'm going to Mexico City it's like no problem we'll help you you'll come back we'll drive you we fly you back so you can complete your uh, your dates and then we'll fly you back and you'll fly home and my husband was like, "Tell them to send you the contract."
0: <laughs> yeah, just mail it. Let's
1: figure this out. <laughs>
2: do it. Do it. And I thing, and then I was over the moon. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, to tell you the truth. They just give me, the, you know, they give you like the little backstory, but they don't tell you all, all about, you know, the character because I want you to spoil it. So I get to the, I sorry, I don't remember, I still remember, I got to the temple and then they had the whole cover moon thing on and, and they explained what i'm gonna do and stuff like that and i was cool and i thought i was gonna be a i was gonna do a dark match and they're like no you're having a match with bengala tonight your opening match and i was like
0: wait you didn't work dark at all first you went straight into no, it no i did
2: not <laughs> <was> I was like, I had an anxiety attack, you know, and I'm fucking green as hell, dude, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. I did it in Japan. I didn't speak Japanese, and I still made it. I get here, and then I was doing stuff that I'd never done in my life, but I'm gonna wing it, you know, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it, you know, and then, like, you're a snake, and I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm a snake? <laughs> yeah, and you gotta move like a snake, and I'm like, you know and it was from there on and it's been like I made it my own and you know I had a lot of criticism a lot of people were bashing the character and they didn't like my wrestling but you know what guys it's okay (laughs) it is
0: okay yeah but it was was over even the first day (laughs) that shit was over like I mean the crowd popped and Mm -hmm. and Believe me, the crowd's not just going to pop for the gimmick. I mean, you came out there and was that the, the time you like leaned up on the like laid up on the turnbuckles or whatever. And yeah. I mean, yeah. like the whole well, thing was over immediately because people saw that, that this was something different and you were putting something in the body movements, especially like forget the wrestling, just the body movements put into the character that made the shit get over almost to me from what I could tell.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I told you like, Chris gave me a little pep talk and he's like I believe in you and I believe that you will make this character successful you know and they they guided me and then you know uh, some people were you know very kind to help me to come up with some of the moves and like the mannerism stuff like Evie will like take some time of her time to like help me out and give me some cool ideas and stuff like that so it's like I don't know. I was not expecting people to, like, really dig the character the way that they did. Yeah. And now in season 3 it's just like, even the, even the the staff, like, when I used to come out with Drago and dragging him out, they, some of the staff were like, that is so empowering for women. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw you drag Drago out, I was pissed. I was like, what the hell? She can't do that to Drago. This is messed up.
2: <laughs> no, I can't do that to him because I can, because I am allowed to. He's my slave. I mean, where else can I be, you know, have a slave? This is so awesome.
0: Well, I mean, that was the other awesome part about it um, for us kind of as fans as believers and watching it progress in the temple first of all we saw all that stuff go down in the temple and that shit was shot so out of order that we had no clue what the storyline was like you mm-hmm. would come out and drago wouldn't be in chains and you come out and drago would be in chains and we're like what the hell is going on how come cobra moon has all this juice like we didn't know what was up it was it would but it was fun to watch and at the same time we were like damn and here is this character that we all thought was just gonna be brought in to do a couple jobs to sexy star like we had no clue did you have any idea that the character was gonna be this big a part of the overall beating an entire tribe you have a medallion for you on that gift of the gods belt you have a throne yeah
2: watching the the vignettes myself i was like okay this makes sense now like what the like i was like legit like that i didn't even know i didn't even know how the stuff so when i watched the vignettes on tv i'm like looking at the tv because the tv on this side <laughs> i'm like um like it makes sense now like the vignettes that we did and stuff like that and the story and like how long they took to like you know like, like drippings of things that were gonna happen it's, it's really cool and like and i'm like i can't wait for like the mid-season to start again because. Yeah. Some crazy stuff are gonna happen and like. I can't wait to start taping. Because <laughs>
1: I just well, want. Where story goes. Well, season three has been really huge for you, and especially um, a well, uh, huge for the fans to see you become, you know, so much more important and in, in doing so many cool things, and and really. I, I, I just wanted to know who was the one who had to convince you to slither on the bathroom floor and how long did that take to get you to okay that
2: I like to, dude I'm just like the coolest person there, like you want to jump you just can you jump from here and I was like oh, I'm gonna try it and then I'll try it I'm not you know I don't care I I, if I could have for real like for real I would have like gotten like do
0: it yeah but slithering on any floor in a bathroom where Vinnie Massaro's been I don't know yeah that's oh hard that's God.
2: a hard sell Oh my God! the Those oh God! He like me up when we were when we watched <laughs> Vinny at like at the end because they added the little fart and I didn't know they were gonna add it. I was like, "What? So cool. Oh, they added that. Yeah, he's like, you know, eats his pizza. and He's like, at the end, I was like, "Oh, this is so awesome! This is so funny!"
0: <laughs> See, well, that answers a question because we thought for sure that that was a shoot. We thought he did that for real on the set. I well, it's just you know because we've we've hung out with Vinny and we've Vince, hung out so with we Vinny. We just
1: yeah. assumed
0: that. It was like any other day with
1: Vinny.
2: Vinny is a gentleman. He will never start in front of a freaking queen. He knows me better. No, but it was really, it was really cool. Like, yeah, they asked me, like, you wanna? No, they, they asked me to smother. I don't remember, but I did it. And I think it went over. And then when you watch the end, the ending. Was, you know I have a couple videos of like you know when I was with the guys and just like taking videos of them doing dumb stuff, but it was it was pretty cool like it's been a pretty cool experience, and it has helped me grow as a performer so much and as a wrestler too, because I just I feel much more confident in the ring, and I think um like I'm very thankful to to Chris and to Eric and to Marty for putting all that faith in me being so young in the business.
0: That still doesn't mean that you have to let them off the hook for not coming back and taping more sooner, damn it. Yeah. I'm not letting them off the hook either. <laughs> Come on. I need to go watch some Lucha.
2: It's not their fault. I want to go
0: I eat at the so taco many, truck. Come on.
2: No, there's so many other, like, elements in this bro, in this show that, you know, we have no control over. And, yes, we were all, a lot of people were upset because we're not starting. You know, like, rumors are, like, crazy online. You know, but at the end of the day... Uh, if it's, like I said, like we we have this discussion, if this is the end for me in, in Lucha Underground or like something happened and we can't tape, I can always tell my grandkids or my goddaughter, your godmother was a queen on TV and she was the queen of a tribe, you know? And she was evil and she dragged a slave on TV and it's on YouTube. You can watch it, honey. You know, I can always say that and I mean, if that's a fucking dream come true. Like, I always want to do soap operas when I was little. I'm not going to lie.
0: Oh, well, you f- you found the wrestling show that is the most of a soap opera at this point.
2: And that could be, like, the evil... I don't know if you know about the Three Marias. It was a, a soap opera made by Talia. Maria Mercedes, Marimar, and something like that. And she always had, like, the, the worst, like, villain girl. That's me. That is me as a snake. No, Telebundo, Televisa, Univision. If you guys are doing sub popres, call your girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See now, there it is. That's the plug right there. That everybody, all you directors and producers out there, that's what you need to be listening to. Get our girl I in speak there. Portuguese. You speak Portuguese too?
2: Just a little bit. Not not as much as I used to before. I understand more and read more than I speak because I never yeah. practice my Portuguese
0: wow see you should be like a, a mma manager if you speak portuguese and spanish yeah. and english man there's, there's always work for that
2: i would love to brush up in my portuguese like i i really enjoy it as such a beautiful language
0: so I, but, but it, why it do you is. why do you know portuguese where did that come from
2: yeah and i needed to get another language and i was like ah eh, japanese kind of hard i'll just get that <laughs>
0: Um you're right. I took Japanese in college, and I don't remember any of it. It was the stupidest thing I could
2: have done. itchy I mean I never I would have never known that I was gonna use it you know I used I used actually Portuguese in japan because our um, manager farming right he came to Japan because his parents were Japanese, so we'll be like chopping it mm-hmm. up in Portuguese and then had an issue he'll be like calling me and stuff and I'll be like Actually, pretty useful, you know.
0: Wait, so you you would talk to him in Portuguese, and then he would explain it in Japanese
2: to so like whoever he needs to explain it. Yeah, he's he speaks Portuguese, dude. He's from Brazil.
0: That is so bizarre. <laughs> that is like the <laughs> the most random really? use of a skill.
2: Or we will or even like Spanish. Like it will be so useful in Japan. Believe it or not, I will speak Spanish a lot. I'm and they learn Spanish and they'll be like "¿Qué pasó, mamacita?"
0: and I'll be like "Cállate el puto psico penes, for mamacita." Um. Okay, so the Snake Tribe. Yes. The homie Steve Payne. Woo. Yeah. You got Austin Maddison in there now. The big snake, the the Vibora and and Thunder. Lord Pandar. Yes. Did you, I mean, but did you know that, I mean, you were getting a posse? Like, when did this happen? Like, did they tell you when you first came in? Like, Oh, eventually we're going to get you a crew.
2: I did not know anything, anything. I knew about everything. When I did the, the vignette that you guys saw when I'm on the throne, that's when I was like, Whoa, I'm actually like this important. You know, that's when I was like, and I had to shut my mouth for like a year until i came out and i wasn't expecting to come out before everything else you know i mean it's a surprise just like us you guys did but you know?
0: i mean you got the you got this is the swo this is the snake world order almost here you got like a a legit posse <laughs> just running wrecking shit at the temple it's I crazy i love it <laughs> snake world order clap clap hiss
2: right up, Straight up. No, I was- when we all came out like that first when i I fought drago uh it was like that was like a pinnacle moment for me i was like no he got my pussies bros fuck with me you know (laughs) it was like it's cool i didn't want to mark out but i kind of did like inside of like
0: well i could i was surprised like i was there the day that uh that judas uh vibora luchasaurus whatever you guys want to call him these days when he came out and i was like oh hell no and i recognized him instantly from the tats because i'm a big brother fan and -hmm. i was just like uh, when did this happen and i had heard i had heard nothing about it happening didn't know anything about it and like you came out with him i was like what the shit is going on here i couldn't believe i blew my mind
2: Yes, and uh, and he definitely is one of those talents that people when they they see him wrestle and because of his size they don't know like what he's capable of doing. He's such an athletic guy, you know. And I'm like, we've
0: seen some of the crazy stuff that he's doing right now that he's been working on with Mundo. And I I'm not gonna lie, I I I have shit on him before. I have, and you'll kick my butt, and I'm sure he'll kick my ass for it too because I have. I've shit on him before. But then I'm seeing like all this this footage of stuff that he's doing out there right now. Mm. I'm shutting the hell up because he's taking well, he's doing, like crazy day. flip bump finishers and shit now, and I'm just like whatever, dude is taking it to another level. I'm just gonna shut Don't the fuck he's up.
2: It's like when I'm I mean yeah, a lot of people underestimate him because he wasn't um you know in Big Brother and whatever, but he wasn't in, in developmental for uh, quite a while. And I'm not talking not only about the, only, the, the crazy flips that he does. Like, he's a real DM wrestler. He's so good. Like, I trained with him before, and he just blows my mind, like, all the knowledge that he has. You know, it's, it's like, I'm so happy I'm working with him because he's, like, super positive. Like, he's in super good shape, too. Like, he's always, like, he's actually one of the ones that you guys should thank because he's helped me to get my ass bigger. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Well, and
1: has- we have we have follow-up questions in the chat room. Uh-oh. Uh oh. What I'm to, to
0: to bigger ass or to Sorus? <laughs> <laughs> what are the follow-up no, questions? I'm joking. It's mostly people saying hi. Tell them, tell them to be careful because Brian will come and whip their asses.
2: Nah. He ain't jealous. He jealous. <laughs> no, but I'm serious is like he's he's super positive. Like every time I see him, he's always with a smile. He's always like pushing himself to do something more. And he really wants you know, character just as much as I want to, you know, so I'm really happy they put him on my team and we like mesh really well, you know, and, and Steve Payne, like he's of, or was a bass god of Triple away. he's such a good bass and he like, I was training with him for a little while too, so he's a really good guy, so um, uh, like we meshed really well, um, but I I don't know. It's just like the under the undersnaker doing all this crazy stuff is like <laughs> blowing everybody's minds.
1: Did where did that originate? I th- th- I saw Willie Mack tweeted undersnaker uh, when it was on TV for the first time. But was there some of that going around beforehand?
2: No. Yeah. It was like they call him Chisosaurus and undersnaker when the first time when um when I, I I had the match with Drago, the one that aired, and then like I started having like this and then he comes out and he looks like the undertaker because he has like small uh coat on and everybody started undersnaker i wanted to laugh so bad i'm like no way you know
0: my my bad my bad i didn't mean to do that sorry (laughs) (laughs) i think jimmy vcn uh our boy jimmy started one of those didn't he i think jimmy might have started undersnaker and then i think uh the guys on the other side of the temple started the luchasaurus chant but that's from that video that mundo had up yeah. Uh, the
2: luchasaurus? yeah but now he's luchasaurus in the indies so he like he's he's taking it he's taking it out there you know and
0: but see that's why i love it too because he could have taken that the wrong way and been like oh that's me- why are you guys gonna mess up my new gimmick or whatever and instead he's just like eff it i'm the luchasaurus forget it i am gonna get a mask i'm gonna <laughs> go out there and rock this shit right now yeah Might
2: well, that's right? smart I mean, I wish I could just put a mask on like cover Moon and be like, what's up? I'm Thunder, Thunder Moon, you know, like.
0: Something <laughs> like that. You know? Hey, you know, you right. never know, though. Somebody might trademark that if you try to do it. Uh, just saying. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me not what get happened? myself in trouble. Hey, and if you guys, I know a lot of people who are listening think that I'm going to comment on that today. I need to think on that one for a whole evening, and I'm going to get on that tomorrow or on a on a future show. I'm not trying to still mm-hmm. thunder rosa's time because man you know people are asking and hitting me in the dm like what's up with that what's up with names and blah blah. blah. We'll i don't even know there. people
1: are asking anymore they're just getting pissed but you know tomorrow but, uh
2: you job. know yeah, again everybody can be as pissed as they want but with you know with the big conchos do something before you do like what can you do
0: well, look, there's a there's a trick to it, too. And like you were saying before, it's a TV show, which is different than a lot of other wrestling that's out there. I mean, it was a TV show first and, and a promotion, not even yet. It's going to be a promotion now and gets mm-hmm. the workers and live shows and this, that and the house shows or whatever. And this, that and the other thing. like people just got to understand it was a TV show first that just throws out the window when it comes to thinking about this product uh, the way that people think about other wrestling stuff. I don't yeah. even know how to explain it to people anymore like i work in tv so to me it makes sense to most people who are in the wrestling yeah. business or wrestling fans they just don't get it no so,
2: i mean I, I get it and legally like because you know i've seen a lot of people in the same situation it's like the advisor they gave me is always like you got to trademark your stuff your brand just like anything else yeah you know? so let's move on because yeah
0: we're, gonna- we're moving right on through um so you can't tell us what's going to happen in the second half of season two. I can't say, because I was at those tapings. No, how hi- don't
2: be spoiling stuff. Bro. Or season
0: three. No, I'm not going to oh. spoil anything. How hyped are you is the real question. Like, do you think that fans of Cobra moon are going to be happy with what they see in the second half of season three?
1: Go. Yes.
2: That's it. <laughs> 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 I, I am. I am extremely happy. I am extremely happy. And it's like, I am extremely happy. There's a lot of cool stuff happening, you know, and um, you guys have to watch it and wait. Some of, some of the stuff, again, you guys might be like, what What did just happen? Like, what did it just happen? But it's, you know, it's the magic of TV. It's a soap opera, y'all. Expect the unexpected.
1: Cool. You guys are uh, from- I think, I think justin just froze uh sometimes we have hello
2: yeah cool you're, sorry you're fine i'm
1: back uh, yeah no it's definitely it's every really cool expect the unexpected i don't think you could put any any better than that um uh i wish i think i was frozen. A hiatus. yeah
0: well yeah i mean look it stinks but at the same time
1: uh, look. but it's just it, well with us with us knowing what is there it's like we want to talk about it we want to see it and we can't do either of those things so it's you know
0: <laughs> it's all you can talk about it with me in a confidential conversation byron that is not on broadcast to the world we can have a nice okay. little chat anytime you want
2: so are you guys mm. the ones who are always doing like the spoils the, the spoil stuff on you know online
0: we what? never spoil anything online
2: watch everything
0: we 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 don't spoil anything because no we know we know that EV dub will take away our tickets and Krista Joseph will then spit on the tickets and then Chris Roach will come and stomp on the tickets and we'll never get to come back and we're smarter than that. Now, the people who post the spoilers are the people who don't care about actually going to the temple because there's not really much of anything anybody can do to them. But Lucha Underground holds power over us in the one simple fact that they can keep us from coming back to the temple, which that would just not be acceptable to me because going to those tapings is too damn much fun. It's so much fun. There's also just respecting the integrity
1: of the show. And, uh, you know, you don't want to putting spoilers
0: out. It's just going to hurt the show and ruin the other people's enjoyment. So, yeah. Well, again, and we're both used to it too because me and Byron both work in TV. So we've signed a million NDAs. There's so many things that I can't talk about that I would love to talk about, even from shows I've worked on still. You know, you just, it's just the way LA works. If you're, if you know those kind of things, you know better. Like, you just don't put it out there because it's taking food off of all of our plates. If you, yeah. and you just, you just can't roll that way. So, all right. You were, 10 million places in the last four weeks. Yes. What the hell have you been doing?
2: Was I? Was I? Let's see.
0: I don't know. Like every time I turned on the computer or something, it was like, oh, Thunder Rosa is here. Thunder Rosa and Holiday are here. Like, you yeah. you are working, girl. What's up? Talk to me about some of these East Coast shows and stuff you just came off of.
2: So I, we just I mean, we stayed in New Jersey uh, for three weeks. I want to thank my friend Kevin Nasta from Damage 365. I just did a plug. And you're saying you're gonna love me. Uh he helped us out a lot. So we got, you know, Staten Island. And then what else did we go to? Oh, we did like Pro Wrestling Magic. I had a phenomenal match with Sony Strong and then um Generals and Sakai close to um, um, in, it was in, I think it was in New Jersey area. And then um and then I had I had to wrestle for the championship, the NAA championship. Jazz, dude, that was that wow. was wow,
3: that's
0: dope,
2: yeah, it was dope, you know why? because there was no high spots. it was straight up wrestling. she was like, We're wrestling tonight, and I'm like, Fuck, yeah, like we wrestle, like we wrestle, and I don't think people were expecting to see that from a female's match. It was like matt wrestling, like it was an honor for me to have a match with somebody like her. You know, and especially cause she, she told me that, you know, she was like, I, I've been watching you. I've been watching what you're doing. We're wrestling tonight. That, that for me was like, that's it. I, it was better than, you know, winning a championship or anything. So like somebody like jazz took her time, you know, to like see an up and comer and like, give me that respect. You know, it meant a lot, you know, it was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <You know? So, laughs> it, was, it was really freaking cool. Well,
0: that's yeah. one of the best parts about getting out in the indies too is when you yeah. get somebody who's been around for a while that can actually show you some stuff that i mean you got to take advantage of it and run with it
2: yeah and the fact that we were like i, I hold my ground the whole entire match you know I really hold my ground and i did what i was taught to do and what that is wrestling
0: all right damn so wait i'm looking at some of your dates you're doing texas and then out here in cali for fcw and then an Arizona show in like a three day stretch bro.
2: I've been like packing for my stuff. I have big ass bag of merch a tiny little bag for my, my personal stuff. And then my, my, uh, gear and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be everywhere. Uh, again, I want to take BAP wrestling in Dallas. I'm going to be wrestling there for the first time. A lot of the, Mm -hmm. um, believers are going to be there. I'm excited and uh, we get to go back to my hometown san diego I'm gonna, we're, i don't even know where we're wrestling we're wrestling in twisted sisters with uh, mystery opponents and then sunday we're in arizona man don't eat there's a 14-hour drive back here i'm just like
0: yeah so are you driving all those dates
2: no dallas okay. i'm fine but from okay san diego <laughs> to arizona we're driving it's a six hour yeah. drive and then from there to you know here oakland
0: and then when's the next Sabotage event? That's coming up soon, too, On the right?
2: 18th in East L.A., in <laughs> Cleveland.
0: And so where where can people get ticks, or what, what's the what's the haps on the info for that show? So you
2: guys can go on the Wrestling Guy store, Japsity, uh, or you go on Facebook. All the information is there, Sabotage Wrestling. Instagram, the same, Sabotage Wrestling. Uh, we sold out of the front row tickets. So if you bought oh. your ticket, you can come to the um, free show, which is... Talent show slash interview is like something different. You don't see that done. Like it's not the typical meet and greeting where just like all the girls are waiting for you to buy their merch. It's like they're actually showing all their talents that people don't get to see when they get in the ring. So some of them are going to dance. There's going to be a twerk off, uh, karaoke. Um, I think it's like typical dance. Like one of the girls is going to do an Indian. She's she's Hindu. So she's going to do a Punjabi dance, I think. So I'm pretty excited to see that. They wanted me to sing, but I don't think I'm gonna sing.
0: Wait, you can sing?
2: Oh hell yeah.
0: Just in place of music. Yeah. Uh didn't wait, she doesn't do country.
2: I don't listen to country.
0: <laughs> All right. Neither do I. That's good. Yeah. Um <laughs> So what's up on what's up on merch? What are you what what do people need to buy? You gotta tell us. Give us the haps.
2: Oh, for what, for my merch?
0: Oh, yeah. You got calendars left still or you just got the
2: t-shirts? They're gone. As soon as I came back from Japan, all my calendars are gone. And they were beautiful. They were beautiful calendars. Thanks to Carlos Salazar, like, we worked for three freaking months to get them together. And, like, the Japanese said they were my sexual calendars. There was too much ass in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) People are listening to it now.
2: You guys didn't buy my sexual
0: calendar.
1: Uh, oh, Justin's gone. Uh, very convenient time for Justin's computer to freeze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we missed out. Is there going to be a version, uh, a second edition?
2: Their second edition is probably going to be like Chola Thunder Rosa. I want to do this like uh, low rider calendar. Ooh. there a low rider calendar or a cosplay. Either or but it's going to be in a smaller size so I can make more and I can sell more. So there you go. Yeah, the calendars are gone, but I have new pictures that I took from Japan. They're beautiful pictures. The wall come by me. I still have bikini pictures that haven't come out that they were not in the calendar, but my uh, those are like a special order, but I have new keychains that just came back, came to me. They're cute with my new all my new gear. And there's some like, I only have like Limited edition are one of them that if you're on the shows, you got to buy it because I only made 10 of them.
0: All right. So and where then, can people get that stuff? Is it all through you or you got a site or anything?
2: You, yeah. My website is unstoppable tr.com. I have some of them, some of the stuff posted there, but I don't know if my guy like has done any work. Cause I probably i have been so busy. I haven't sent him very much stuff, but anything can be bought through me through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just shoot me. And then I'll, I'll send it to your your way. So I have those. I have the big uh, plush doll still. I have like ten left. Came out and are they are freaking awesome. I only have like fifteen. I'm probably gonna sell out this weekend. Um, I still have stickers, Twisted Sister stuff, and um, I need, I'm getting hats. I'm getting towels. I'm getting. I'm gonna launch on new stuff for this year, but it's yeah, on the work.
0: Byron is on That's it. Awesome. He's like tweeting out links and stuff for you, like while we're doing the show. Byron, That's the homie are... right there. I'm retweeting and everything. <laughs> oh, I, wanted to, I wanted
1: to ask you again about your Florida date. Where in Florida you're going to be, because I'm in Florida right now.
2: I'm going to be in Queens of Combat on the 1st, and I'm uh, I'm working on another date, but it um, uh-huh. hasn't been confirmed. As soon as it's confirmed, I will put it on my calendar.
0: Do you and know, are you, do you going to uh, Orlando too for for any of the WrestleCon stuff?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be at WrestleCon.
0: See, that's the oh, other cool. spot. people because I know a lot of people are probably going out for that too.
2: I will be in WrestleCon, so um, yeah, stop, stop by at our store at our table, <laughs> say hi to me.
0: I got to get tickets to WrestleCon. Hey Byron, earlier you said that the uh, the chat room had a question or two. For, uh, for uh, the
1: chat room, has the queen, um, for
0: the queen. They better be respectful. They better be <laughs>
1: respectful, so I'm not gonna read anything from Meafloaf. Uh Mary Salazar. Oh, says,
2: is like riding hell. I love that guy. He's so dirty. He laughs so much. <laughs> 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 he's so funny. He's,
0: he's very he's very, very British, by the way. He's been on been on the show before.
1: <laughs> yes. It's you, you can hardly understand what he says because of his accent. Uh, Mary Salazar says, Hi, Chula. I don't know what that means. My What's Spanish up? is bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Meg Dallas Ortiz, Ortiz says, Hi, Thunder Rosa. Um, yeah. Uh, Andre Pringle wants to know if Cobra Moon will marry him.
2: I'm probably um, a slave before I marry you. And then and when I'm done with you, I'll probably kill you. You're <laughs> no, you serve no purpose in my tribe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, she likes being a heel, y'all. She likes
1: being
2: a heel. <laughs> I, like, why, why would I keep you around? Like, I already have my loyal servants.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Totally. I don't know what Andre's deal is. You can kill him. That's cool. Mary wants you to say wants you to save one of her dolls for her. Um, All
2: right, you got
1: it. Those look really cool. I saw them. The little plush keychains.
2: Yes. Those are very
0: popular. They had all your different, yeah.
2: Should totally get them.
0: We need to decorate our our walls with them, Byron, because this stuff. Yeah, I don't have enough merch on my wall.
2: No, you don't. You suck.
0: He has our (laughs) our super limited merch that we did like, you know, what ten of. (laughs)
1: Limited edition. We're lame. We're not good at the merch thing. Demand for our stuff
2: i love i love merch that's like one of the things that i enjoy doing i still have posters too i think i'm gonna get new posters my god
1: what do you do so what are do you doing you hit the road with with your merch do you bring out do you just come home with an empty suitcase or do you bring out the cardboard oh, yeah. box
2: Dude, well, I- what are the
1: what are tricks of the trade here
2: well i brought one bag like medium bag of new jersey with a- Bunch of merch. I pretty much, sell out. I saw out of my old, um, really, really old shirts that I still mm-hmm. have for three. But my new ones, I asked my guy to like deliver them to where I was staying, so I sold half of those too. And I did a lot of good online sales. So, online sales sometimes are really, really good, like because I send them like special stuff, like people order stuff from me. I sell them like a special like A by ten that is an an, like an old A by ten because I care for people that do that. You know, they go out of their way and you know, order stuff like that. I care about I care a lot about my fans. Like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. I wouldn't be living my dream if it wasn't for them. So and for all of those who put a good word to promoters and have gotten me bookings like that, and you guys come to the shows and spend your money on my merchandise. I love you all, and my most respect to all of you.
0: See now, now you know Byron's going to run out and buy everything that you're selling, because that's all he's trying to do. He's trying to buy people's respect. That's what he wants. In life. <laughs> I'm
2: no, I he's, I'm no no no. no okay. <laughs> I got special pictures for you, Byron. If you want them,
0: charge <laughs> charge him triple. What's <laughs> all sorts of good things are happening, Byron. Um (laughs) all right, so
2: I can match this too, Byron.
0: See? (laughs) What? All right. So (laughs) before before we get out of here, what's the future? Where do you where do you want to go with this? You haven't been doing it that long, so you gotta have what's the five year plan? What's the ten year plan? Where do you where do you wanna take this?
2: Five year plan well I gotta go to Australia and Europe and it has to happen this year. I'm supposed to go to Europe for a month in September. So cross my fingers, I get more bookings for Europe. Um, Then I would like to definitely start doing more acting-related stuff Mm -hmm. and and performance. I I really enjoy being in front of the the camera. And um, I want to take more classes, again, to refresh whatever I had before and then if it's possible i'd probably like to do another gig and i used to do co-hosting in a local show here in uh in san francisco and i really enjoy doing doing that i think it's really fun being a host of a of a, a live show
0: so it's I, all it's yeah. all performance you just want to get it out there perform for
2: yeah for folks. yeah I mean, that's it's in my blood ever since i was a little girl i remember like they had the the, the the cousins parties and play like a, a song, and then like all the girls will be like, oh shy. i like, you I don't know how to twerk, but I'll do it. You know, it's like it was me. That's me. I love entertaining people.
0: And do now? Do you after Lucha Underground is over? Do you mm-hmm. ever see yourself trying out for for WWE or trying to go up to
2: Bro, New York,
0: I, Connecticut, do the I, big thing? I'm
2: gonna be like. Hella old by then. i <laughs> not if they want me that old. I mean, Cat. if it's like in there, if it's like training or whatever, I mean, being a trainer, I mean, I don't see why not, or even like doing production or wh- anything like that, something that is more stable. Like, I'm open for things like that. Like, I love production. I love like learning new stuff. So if, if it's that, I, I mean, I don't see why not.
0: Right on. And now and, and now, what's your feeling? Because people are all worried. Lucha Underground sky is falling. Lucha Underground's going to be back for season four. You're going to be one of the stars of the season, right? What do you think? What's your gut tell you?
2: Um, My gut tells me to be patient. And to have patience is, you know, it's a skill. So whatever happens, it happens. You know, I made the decision to be part of Lucha Underground without nobody putting a gun on me, without anybody doing anything to me. And, um, and Lucha Underground has been a platform for my career. So, um, we'll see what happens.
0: I, I have nothing but good feelings about it myself. I think it's all headed in the right direction. And even if it's not y'all 20 more episodes, which I guarantee at least five or six feature Cobra moon, AKA Thunder Rosa so you guys better be watching and you guys better get out to some of these shows because she does have dates booked i got them all right here look she's got yeah i expect each and every one of you watching this to get to one of these shows right here
2: yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be everywhere i'm gonna be in chicago i'm gonna be in los angeles i'm gonna be in san diego i'm gonna be freaking in canada then back here then the east coast um then i don't know after that (laughs) wait
0: the last one on here says says british empire wrestling in london
2: yeah that's in september
0: damn that's a jump right there that's pretty cool yeah that's
2: something that i i've been working on for a year
0: well we'll have to send me to that show me you i mean it's not exactly in his neck of the woods but he can make it to london yeah that's all the same well Clap, clap, hiss, y'all. Clap, clap, hiss. <laughs> um, Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been awesome. We've been wanting to have you on for a while now and you are Never. just hella crazy busy, but it's been so amazing just hearing your story. And I think it's inspirational for a lot of people too. like mm-hmm. just what you've been doing physically and working out and keeping, you know, taking good care of yourself, how hard you've been working and what you had to do to get to where you are you know a lot of people can't say that you know like it takes a lot of determination and perseverance and it's working and like it's just it's cool for us as fans to see that that it's not somebody who was handed something that's getting all the good stuff That it's somebody who's actually out there working hard for all of us i mean you're working hard for us that's what that's the truth of it so we you have know. to appreciate it and the people who don't appreciate it, you got to check Thunder Rosa out because yeah. you will appreciate it.
2: Now, again, thank you so much for having me. And um, you couldn't put it in another way. You know, there's been so many people that have knocked on the on the door of Lucha Underground and, you know, they haven't been able to be blessed like I am. But because of that reason, I have to work harder to keep this spot and to keep Cobra Moon, you know, as part of me, too. So um I will, I will I'm not promising but I'm working as hard as I can to be the best that I can be and to be the best representation of women's wrestling.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime you want to plug anything, anytime you want to come back, you are absolutely welcome for any reason. You, you just tell okay. us.
2: I love your show. Am, I'm like in my in my long road trips i just watch your faces it's funny oh um, we're, we're stay the stay right
0: too if it's a long road trip it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy probably in the next couple of them because casey is real hot about all sorts of stuff yeah.
3: so oh funny story about
1: funny story about casey before you showed up he um he actually was giving me a little bit of like the the gossip like he was telling me that that you were possibly coming in, something like that. Like there was a little bit of buzz. Coming Speaking of Casey, that would have been a fun story for him to tell if he was actually
0: here and not in bed. But <laughs> Byron know- is hinting around at all sorts of stuff without saying anything.
2: <laughs> Whatever, guys. But thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank yeah. you. Thank Appreciate it. We will catch up with you soon.
2: All right. Take care, y'all.
0: Cheers. B Dog. What up? WWE. Yeah, it's still going. Goldberg is not just doing WrestleMania. He's also doing Fastlane now. Have you heard about this? He, yeah, he's going to take the belt off of KO. Yes.
1: And then they're going to have him and Lesnar be for the title because why not have
0: non-active But but here, I'm going to tell you why I think that makes sense. I'm going to tell you why I think that makes why sense. Why does it make sense? Because who needs to go over here? Who do you think needs to go over in this whole picture? Kevin Owens. And He's pretty over. I mean, and, and he needs to get more over, but how do you make him more over? Uh,
1: have him win matches. What, what do you mean, have him win matches? That's not how you get him over. How do you get him over? Okay. He, it's just the thing for me that WWE does really bad with their top heels. Like Ric Flair used to cheat all the time and get himself to and hold on to the belt. But that was him breaking rules and him finding the way out. And what I see a lot with the top heels in WWE that bothers me is they're not in control of their destiny. Like they're about to lose a match and then something happens
0: that they had nothing to do with that bails them out. And that seems to be... Okay, and that's a little bit lame. I'm not going to lie, but so, but here's who I think needs to get over. I don't think it's Ko. I think the Jericho thing is pretty over. Um, I don't think it's Goldberg. You know, we saw him go over on on Brock a couple times, and his comeback has has done good business. Um, I don't necessarily think it's Brock either. Brock's been pretty over. He's a draw. He's going to keep drawing, win or lose. Um, mm-hmm. but who is the greenest thing in that match at Fastlane? It's the belt itself. Yeah. I think the whole thing with the belt, and I think they might be right, is they need to put a little bit of a title history on it. If you put that thing on Goldberg and then maybe on Brock for a few minutes, then when KO's holding it the next time, that belt means a whole lot more than it does right now. I mean, even with, uh, sadly, with the elevation of the Jericho story and Jericho having the U.S. title, I think, even lessens the the authority of the Universal title. It's a belt without a history right now. It wasn't something else that they turned over the door on, that they they brought back the WCW title or the changed the WWE title into it. I mean, it's really a new belt with, what, three champions? It's got no title history.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's also... It's also it's it's Finn Balor who is awesome, but you have Finn Balor and And, and held it for
0: what 14 hours? Yeah, well I mean, I mean don't get wrong he only did, had one arm too, but he a no, but great it's like the person it, it, to have on that title history if it was an actual real run, he got the thing and had no run. I'm not his own fault, but I mean it's it's just true.
1: Yeah, it's uh There's that point that you need to legitimize it. Even just having the picture of it on Brock Lesnar's shoulder or having the picture of Goldberg holding it in front of like a sold-out arena or whatever, that that goes a long way. But to the point I was making earlier, it seems like without Kevin Owens being in control of his cheating, it doesn't show as much the desperation for him to hold on to it for me. uh, I don't know. It's... I just, for me, I like how the other title's booked and how that's competed for uh, more than this one. So so I do agree that... Right, and that's what I'm saying. Part of it is it it just...
0: Yeah, I do agree with you. It needs something. I mean, it needs some pepper on it. It needs some steam on it. Um, And this is one of the problems with creating belts. and, And not that the guys that are at the top of the card on Raw aren't awesome. I actually like those guys for the most part. Roman Reigns is an exception. Um, but at the same time, yes, them having the belt, I think will be great for that belt five, 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you, you know, any other time you've had a belt come into a promotion, you've had some older guy who's been in existence for a while. But like, you know, if you look at the title history of the universal title, it reads like it's an NXT belt. I mean, the NXT belt has a bigger lineage (laughs) at this point. You know oh. so i i just think that that's that is part of the angle here that i think some of the naysayers are overlooking is like look they have to it's incumbent upon wwe to put some title history on that belt that means something and you got guys like goldberg who's obviously not going to be around long there's only one yeah. chance to do it why not then you got guys like brock lesnar who's a part-timer but a huge name cross sports um, regardless of what you think about him or his, you know, juice in there, this, that, or the other thing, or him no selling people or beating Undertaker or whatever Undertaker your problems still may be. On to beat it. But it's still a great name to have on the lineage. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. To your point, it seems like it seems like uh,
1: now that you're talking about it, it makes sense where you can get that WrestleMania part timer kind of, you know, uh, bump or whatever yeah. from um, from getting Goldberg and Lesnar, in. and then once that's over and they start doing the new storylines and you get back to the full-time guys, whoever gets the belt off of one of those two guys is really going to be made more than when Kevin Owens wins because Triple H does something that has no payoff so far.
0: Yeah, that was just kind of my thought. It was almost like a light bulb went off when I thought about it. It was like, I'm looking at all this hot shotting and all the things that they do at this time of year. And the fact that there's, way too many pay-per-views before wrestlemania even like i didn't even realize elimination chambers this weekend and it's like is it yeah they put all the matches together like this week it's like for such a huge gimmick yeah. for such a huge big thing like it's such an awesome just spectacle just to see the elimination chamber it's like it's a burn-off smackdown only pay-per-view Oh like, Fastlane too, right? And Fastlane, Fastlane is is the one that, that and Goldberg's now on it. So that's gonna pop a number, I think, for him. Yeah. Um and I guess, you know, I think Elimination Chamber's way too soon. Like I don't even know why it's this week and they haven't even had time to build it. It's like you want those pay-per-views to be good leading up to WrestleMania to up the buys into yeah. network so that people are are buying network before WrestleMania, so that they're keeping it long enough after WrestleMania. You don't want them to just buy it the day of WrestleMania, because they're more likely to cancel within that 30 days. Well, why, you would a,
1: you, why would you put your best talent
0: in the Elimination Chamber heading into WrestleMania? Yeah, it's crazy. That pay-per-view should be leading up to SummerSlam, I think. I think you should be competing for a headlining slot in the Elimination Chamber um, from SummerSlam. But it, and it's also, yeah, it's like they're, they I think part of the gimmick is they're selling. You know, that there's going to be uh, uh, a main event at WrestleMania given to Wednesday Elimination Chamber. It's like, didn't I just see that with the Rumble? What the? What was the point of the freaking Rumble? And that guy's on SmackDown. It's like he's already got a spot. We're giving all the spots away to guys at, at SmackDown now. I don't. I didn't get it. I mean, and I'm sure Elimination Chamber. Yeah. It's always cool. It's just a. It's a cool gimmick. It's a really great gimmick match. So I'm sure it will actually be somewhat entertaining. Um, if, even if I, it's poorly booked, it's usually still fun. I mean, it's it's hard to make that structure <laughs> not fun. Elimination
1: chamber horribly booked. Do you mean like the one time when a door broke and they had to call the entire match on the fly all of a sudden, and they had right back in the match? You know, things <laughs> things happen. These things but happen. If I were if, if I'm an if I'm an athlete. Trying to like, and I got my break and I got my WrestleMania match that I'm working towards. And then I'm told I have to have a match in the Elimination Chamber. I tried to get out of it.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to get
1: hurt. I want to I make the big show. I don't want to have an Elimination Chamber match that no one's going to yeah, remember. Yeah, but no
0: one, no one gets hurt on those things. They get hurt when they're doing, um, you know, little rinky-dink stuff. You know, like, uh, like the Samoa totally. Joe, uh, Seth Rollins I, thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, look. The best thing about that injury, though, is the video package that they put together. Hype and Triple H, like it made it feel not as weird that Triple H is back, just because they had a good video package this week. Because they didn't have Seth to promote anything. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part was um, Finn
1: posting a picture on Twitter with him next to Samoa <laughs> Joe smiling.
0: <laughs> <Dick>. <laughs> that's classic um and I, I hope joe gets a good run there you know like you're always saying the weird 50 50 booking that they had this yeah. week for him versus roman was like eh, whatever um Wait,
1: i saw i thought i saw him win with uh um, joe
0: won but it was uh braun came down Oh, and he's getting a great monster push right now. I love. He had a squash match with uh, three guys, which I loved. I want more squash matches. Four, I'm sorry, four. One of them if, was trained by Lance Storm, so, you know. And it wasn't
2: piles the them I all. Ran
1: who, <laughs> I, them all.
0: I feel like Raw needs more squash matches. Like, I know that the crowd is not going to super pop for him, but it's like, look, keep our strong guys strong. Bring them in. Bring some local talents in. Give them good tryouts. Let them work some of the big guys. Let them take some stiff bumps, because... Braun was throwing some elbows in that match. Oh, he hurts him. There was
1: one <laughs> handicap match where he where he did a, a corner splash, and the way he just kind of like, really like I don't know how you describe it, but the other guy's head smacked against the post. Oh man, I'm so telling you, like you heard it.
0: He looks like he works real safe with the boys that are in WWE, but man, when they bring up people for him to squash, he squashes them for reals, y'all. <laughs> No,
1: one guy in the match lied down. One guy tried to run away a few times and ended up running away. But one guy like took a clothesline at the beginning of the match and then
0: just crumbled. It didn't move for the rest of the match. That's probably a good idea. That's yeah. I, I'm gonna be the guy that will just be like, okay, look, I took that bump. I'm good now. I'm gonna lay here for a little while. If you got if you need me for anything, just pick me up and throw me around, because that's all I can do for you at this point. But he did, he pinned three of the guys. One guy he did not beat,
1: but he stacked them up. But the thing is, one guy was face down. And yeah. Two guys are face up. Right. So, so so
0: technically he didn't pin one of those guys then. Technically, technically that guy did not get pinned. He's about one
1: third as dumb as Kamala who routinely tried to pin guys face down.
0: But that's a good gimmick. If you're going to be just a monster, that'd be hilarious. If you are like, I'd love to see Matanza yeah. do that. Like he's just so angry and mad that he just lays on dudes when they're face down and tries to pin them because he doesn't care. He's just in a rage and just wants to kill them. You know, it'd be great be fun. if uh,
1: next week, Braun Strowman comes out and talks about how he
0: grows wine or something. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit with Rusev like Rusev is a little more refined but um
1: no, they uh um the other uh white guy with big red or whatever i'm now forgetting his name
3: I think he what, was supposed who, to be super Luke? smart inventor
0: uh rowan no rowan yeah that, that like, those gimmicks are fun but you see how long they last like you know what they say comedy can only get you over so far so hey, what do you think about
1: Ellsworth, speaking Jericho's of Jericho's
0: been doing it for it. What about Ellsworth?
1: Like, he are, was in the AJ program for so long, and everyone's like, why is he taking up so much spot? And, you know, then he finally gets this match, and AJ pins him with, like, one move or something. But he's with Carmilla now.
0: Yeah, like, it, that didn't seem like a fail to me. Like, you you knew the gimmick was only going to go so far with him in any part of the top of the program. But now, look, he's got a dime piece on his arm. He's hanging with Carmilla the whole time. That's, it looks like a win to me. Good for him. And it's still over. Crowd's still popping. Yeah. He's still getting his same amount of time on the show. He's getting 10, 15 minutes every freaking night. You know, that's awesome. Like, it's, it's great
1: to see someone like him who has been working hard for so long. And then you yeah. kind of, you get your break. But, you know, he's proven that he's not a flash in a pan, which
0: is it's also awesome. what Carmella needs. It's it's what a few of these the women need is they need programs yeah. where they can still be working and be on TV and developing but not, you know, necessarily at the top of the the program for the women's card. I kind of like what they're doing right now with the two matches with Mickey and uh, Becky Lynch stuff going on and you got uh, Natty and Bella like mm-hmm. all of a sudden the women's division of SmackDown has come to life and I was chitting on it hard two months ago.
3: Mickey well, James made all the
0: difference in the world, though, by the way, a lot of it has. To do oh, with she did.
1: I, I mean, it was a total, total coup to, that she was on SmackDown when Rod needs
0: her more. But
1: what happened? And it just goes to show you though, that yeah. job
0: into Oscar is worth it for some people. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't think there's any other option, but it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting that when they started up, SmackDown had more people. More female wrestlers in their division, but they were less known and less proven. And it just seemed a, like weak sauce at first. It was terrible. Yeah, at and first. you have you have a pay per view match, Nikki Bella, who's improving, but it's Nikki Bella versus like Carmella, and you are like, why is this even happening on live TV? But they were giving them all opportunity, and they were just planting the seeds. And now we're seeing that everyone seems to have a character and motivations, and they're getting better. And all of a sudden now SmackDown has multiple compelling women's matches. And on Raw, you still can't really get one that you haven't seen five times.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that's, I mean, like there's nothing else they can do. Uh, Mifluff was trying to call me, but he doesn't, I have to send the link from my thing, which means I have to find his address again. Oh, we got comments in the, uh, Miflo, if I see you trying to get in, I just can't, I, it, it doesn't work unless I send the actual link now. So I have to find your, your thing again. You can tell him. No, that.
1: his birthday is September, the month of September, I guess. They do it over there in the UK. Do what over there?
0: Uh, his, he says his birthday is September. So what are we doing for his birthday? Oh, that's when, that's when the, Thunder Rosa is going to be at British Empire one. Wrestling in London, mm-hmm. UK.
1: I really want to go to WrestleCon. I realize I'm gonna be in Iceland that that weekend for that like a whole week. You
0: weekend. idiot. You live in Florida and the one time you plan to go on vacation is that weekend, really. I'm going not only am
1: I living uh, an hour away from Orlando when WrestleMania will be in Orlando, I am traveling um out of the country, across the ocean, to a far desolate place, for specifically WrestleMania weekend.
0: You know that uh, I literally flew out of New Orleans the day of WrestleMania there, the one that that when Ultimate Warrior passed. <laughs> I was actually supposed to go. I had tickets to that WrestleMania too, but uh, I was because it was when I was working Pitbulls and prolies. and I flew out the day. Um, cause I wanted to get back for another gig, but I could have, I could have stayed and stretched, but then I would have had to, I don't know. I didn't, I was being cheap, but I, I regret it now. I should have gone. I had good seats too. Yeah. Who's, hey, look, there Saul he is. Richardson. It's me Loaf, you K and son. Dude, I like, I like your shirt, me Looking strong. Shouldn't you be at work? Isn't it like noon there? I have the day off.
1: Hey, it looks like Miflo bought Justin Harvey brand curtains. Everybody
0: should buy these curtains. They're they're my Mif curtains. <laughs> <laughs> you, that you means like so awesome,
1: We're done.
3: <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got. That's all I can. That means something <laughs> else in England? Um, what I was going to say was, have you seen Huh? Um, Did you hear that?
1: yeah no she's supposed to come on the show again Th- this week or next week
3: or something. someone posted an amazing um, picture of her when she's like 80.
0: <laughs> Meef are you going to Thunder Rosa's show uh at British Empire Wrestling on the 3rd of September?
3: I did not know about that but I might do
0: you need to
1: go. Well, you,
3: you
0: need to buy the plush doll keychains, Meef. Buy the merch. And she says she actually likes your, your salacious tweeting, <laughs> your purient tweeting, whatever it is that you do in your <laughs> tweets.
3: I just swear a lot. That's <laughs> so does she? So. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and get angry at Dorian. rolled Oh,
0: really? are you? You can tell me about it. I'm
3: not, well, no, no, no. It's a horrible conversation.
0: So. Well, I mean, it's it's a horrible conversation I'm going to have tomorrow anyway. You might as well get it started tonight. I'm sure people are watching the show like, how come you guys haven't mentioned it?
3: We started again, hasn't he? He did another one. Is it Monday, they said? Today they came out with like, these, they, they've tried to patent the uh, Penta, Zeromero. <laughs>
0: In the U.S., right the w- the one that today was in the U.S. By the way,
3: yeah, the, the one that actually costs money,
0: and, and and the one that is far more legally binding in far more courts around the world.
3: Yeah, because when I when I'm off to see him, and I'm still worried that he's not actually going to be there. Um, he's down as Pentagon Dark.
0: Well, and and this is really a question because. Mm. which it it poses one of the questions that I've been having because I've heard that um, in the very near future, if not already, that Lucha Underground talent are going to be uh, afforded a way to license, so to speak, or use their Lucha Underground gimmicks in approved places and whatnot. Um, So he very well may could use that, but at the same time, that would be crazy considering the other stuff that's going on. So, who knows? Like, everyone is so in the dark and up in the air about what is going on with this particular situation. And for those who are listening who don't understand, um, Pentagon Jr., as he was called in AAA, left AAA a um, couple of weeks ago, showed up the day after a TV taping for AAA in the crash down in Tijuana, which is a promotion that Conan has a lot of involvement in. The Hardys were on that show, and Borash was down there. So, it was like a big, big event, big deal. And then after that, the shit hit the fan. and you know Pentagon was saying he's got a new name and he came out in parasol mall stuff, but then he said he was gonna start his own thing, and then they were calling that la revolution not and rebellion. then la rebellion, sorry, not the revolution the rebellion finished. um they got rich on, but then all of a sudden we're seeing that triple a is trying to trademark the names of his new gimmick, not his triple a gimmick mm-hmm. um, in Mexico, and then today it came out that one of the versions of his name was being trademarked here in the states.
3: So they balls it up. They they left off the L.
0: Yeah, Penta L Miedo.
3: Yeah, it's like. Uh,
0: well, it's also. Um, I mean, I just trademarks. Before. I just trademarked Bone Ninja and and Skeleton Ninja, so he can't use those now.
1: I wonder though if. I w- I wonder if um like uh, the plan B if like, of course, like Pentagon leaves, Dorian probably might get mad and like, oh, I want to crush him I or something, but or then something. plan, B would, plan be, B would be uh, making him um, use on the road the Lucha Underground name, Pentagon Dark since Meef said he's advertised as Pentagon Dark. So like if you're going to go out and you're going to, you know, promote your brand, you're going to promote your brand that we make money on. You think that might be
3: but they don't make money on it, do they? Really? Do not sell merch?
1: No, but like, but the, <laughs> good point. But Miffluff, listen, we we all want to buy championship replica belts from Lucha Underground. I know that's something that we're all, everyone, including me, is talking about all it's the time. It's mostly,
0: it's mostly you. It's mostly but, you. But the, no, but
1: no, but like up and up, Meef and I are gonna be trios tag titles, and we need a third. Justin, if you know anyone who's our friend i don't go that way no i don't go that way uh but um but up until now like that hasn't really been part of the lucha underground model and they're learning but part of the big hiatus now is they're supposed to fix that among other things i think they'll want to monetize all the different characters and brands that they that they own
0: um I have a theory on the whole thing, but I have to save it for tomorrow. I promise, Casey. Yeah. So I can't tell you. But I, I wanted to hear what Meef had to say about it because I know he was fired up about it.
3: But it's it's just irritating and like, clean. but like when the Phoenix thing happened, and that would like hit everybody out of the blue. I mean, like Pentagon, we kind of expected before Phoenix, and expected since, but like with Phoenix, it was kind of out of the blue when he came over here he'd, I think, announced it at the Crash Lucha, or whatever it was, on the Sunday. And then he was here the Friday. And, like, you could see, like, just in that short space, that that guy was fucking worried. (laughs) Like, on the first day, it's like, kind of, over here, the Lucha thing isn't massive, and he's just a mass wrestler, and the kids go, and they love Rey Mysterio, that kind of thing, and people right. sell knockoff Ray Mysterio jr. Masks the classic thing. So like he was like in the corner and like a few guys had gone and they knew Lucha underground and were saying hello to him. And I got my mask off him my shirt and stuff and kind of like nearly like was a fangirl. Um, but like
0: <laughs> this doesn't surprise me was, by the way.
3: <laughs> yeah. I t- I mark out like how I'm really bad. Um, <laughs> he was like, you could just tell. And then like when he had the first match, there was a standing ovation at the end of the night. Like no one knew him until he wrestled when he wrestled. everybody was like, Oh my God, this guy's fucking insane.
0: Which, and he so, deserves like, that completely, completely. Yeah. Yeah. which is, means he's good. He's getting over on his merit, regardless of name.
3: So like, obviously he was like, kind of like happy as hell the first night, the second day, like over here, they run the promotion that I go to, which is South side, which are, are actually amazing people. They've got him back again in March, but, um, like they put on a day and an evening show. So there's like two shows in the day. So for me, when I try, I travel like 500 miles to see it. Jeez. By car. <laughs> but like my message drives.
0: Well, I thought you teleported but, um, there. You
3: teleported. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be easier.
0: Don't you all drive? But, like, tar- the police, box she-
3: to she to just a
0: teleport there. Hey, doctor who, Doctor Just Who.
3: Yeah, I don't like Doctor Who.
1: Niflo, but, if I haven't seen Doctor Who. What episode should I watch? None of them. Thank you. All right. So, what were you saying?
3: But anyway, he basically um, on the second day he had a little match, and he fought um, Sammy Callahan, which was amazing. Callahan beat him, but basically everybody was like clapping for the minute he pinned and it took about two to three minutes for him to actually like because to get up off the ground Mm -hmm. to get off the clap and he was kind of like you could see physically like visually upset and like I was happy because everybody's going nuts and insane and Sammy Callahan like held his hand up in the air and they had this massive hug and everything like that but you could just see how like this few days and like from the first one how fucking worried he was and then everything that happened afterwards where they're trying to basically kill him and kill his career and he's like what he's like mid-twenties he's
0: yeah but at the same time you know byron and i saw him on stage with dorian sitting right next to to phoenix and mm-hmm. dorian saying beautiful lovely things about him um to everyone and they seemed fine I mean, but 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying everything was fine behind scenes. Everyone knows that it wasn't totally fine. But at the same time, it was. You have to still look at that moment, though, and say, look, both of these guys are still smart enough to go out there and do a piece of business. Even if it was a work, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, that's the business. It is a work. It's all a work. Like the the real question for us fans is. Are you guys going to still do business together or is this going to screw it up for us? The people who want to see these guys who hope these guys are working like I want to see Dorian make money, but I want to see Phoenix and Pentagon make money, too. I want to see them get over. Mm. I love these gimmicks, you know, so it's just a question of to me, like, obviously obviously, is not happy about this situation. They have a mass exodus going on right now. They have a yeah. lot of guys that just want to leave. Yeah, They can't necessarily just roll over and let them all leave because then they've got no promotion. Now, what they probably should do to keep them from doing that is to you know, pay people on time, give them better working conditions, and try to make them happy so that they don't want to leave in the first place. But if they do... What's the promotion going to do? Are they going to roll over and take it if people are in violation of the contract, or are they going to stand up and try to do something? And then you've got the weird scenario of these guys working at a company that has ties to the company that they just quit.
3: Yeah. How
0: right. the hell does that work? Nobody has dealt with that before.
3: So earlier on, we were talking about, um, and I mentioned you in it because obviously you make the points about this being a TV product, not a wrestling promotion. Um, we were saying about how basically, like even just the whole people getting frustrated, myself included, at the kind of TV deals and it not being here and not being there. Netflix, this, this Netflix, that, because Netflix has been hanging over Bluetooth Underground for what since day one, really.
0: And I still it's don't know if, that, been, still
3: don't.
0: if that's going to happen or not. It's,
3: it's, it's always been a goal. And But uh, Mexico just got a date, I think, 15th, uh, 15th of March, Mexico. Someone was reporting that
0: today. Well, yeah, but who are so these? Someone's that are reporting it. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I, I have talked to very credible people that are not saying or confirming any of these dates and are flat out telling me that, no, those dates probably won't happen. But there is a Netflix deal. Like, that's what I'm hearing officially. There's a Netflix deal and that those dates don't make sense for them. And they don't know why those dates are being reported. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense that... I mean, either I'm crazy or those people are crazy. Somebody's crazy.
1: Like, It doesn't make it? sense that there would be a confirmed date, but the actual show and the company and everyone involved with it would not say anything about it.
0: Look, I want the junk on Netflix tomorrow, but I still contend that to this date, and I will try to get some real answers tomorrow. By the way, we're back tomorrow. Come on tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get some, some of the answers on this stuff. And there may not be. But the, the official answer may not be that there's not just the, the information that I believe is true at this point is like, shit, some people out there put out these dates, said something that was true, that the Netflix deal is happening, that it's coming soon, but then put a date on it that was never approved by Lucha or El Rey or Netflix. Have you heard any of those sources say that? Now, don't get me wrong. Netflix Canada tweeted at me. That the fifteenth mm-hmm. was happening, they tweeted at me and Lucha Blog and a couple other people. That's Netflix Canada. That's yeah. not Netflix U.S. So I don't know what the sources are. If they're right, if the other people are right, if you know the guy who does the podcast that got a million hits because he talked about Lucha Underground last week was right, um, whose name I won't even put over because I don't approve of what he did or how he did it. Um, but I just I don't know. I don't know. I can only give you the information that I've gotten from the people that I feel are very credible sources. And I'm here to tell you that those people who absolutely should know these dates don't know these dates. So how can mm-hmm. these be dates? If these people don't know, yeah, out, then why just, why do people that are five times removed from them know a date all of a sudden? Why I mean, would it be such a secret that
1: in like a week- I don't think it's even a... Well, I'm just saying, like, suppose it's the 15th, what, do the, what does Lucha have to gain by not telling people, even with a week left? Or like, we don't want anyone to know we're going to be on, uh, on it. Like, it's a secret.
0: It's I don't know. Secret. I hope to God they actually hit that date now. I, I hope they make me look stupid because yeah, I look bad almost if they don't at this point, if they don't make a statement before that date.
1: Am I yeah. crazy? no i mean but it's like i don't care if i'm wrong i really don't what's the phrase not the
3: like,
1: it's not what's actually true that matters it's what
0: people think is true sorry what were you saying me if we couldn't hear you? you were breaking up
3: i was gonna say the um the other thing as well they're not the greatest at promoting themselves are they they have made some drop some several balls i mean this is pretty big to drop it but i can't i don't know i think that's sometimes how people just at the minute get with everything that's going on and it kind of being last minute, everything seems to be doing last minute. People kind of expect it to kind of be a day before they might go, by the way, we're on Netflix tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, look the way, the way I see it though, is this, like, Again, and this goes back to it being a TV show. What is their infrastructure right now? Do people even understand that? There's not a whole company sitting there. They're not like they don't have some towering office in Connecticut. Like you've heard EB Dub say before on this show, the editors work from home, man. Like Mm -hmm. this is not not some huge infrastructures. These guys aren't sitting in some towering office working on just this every day. Like you know, Chris Roach and in in DJ are probably off working on other shows right now. Even like they they stopped, There's they nobody. There's his. nobody there to answer these questions. And it is part of the problem is that like you know, poor ev Dub probably has to answer more of these questions himself. And he's busy trying to finish the second half of the season. You know, and dealing with other stuff. And you know, Skip is is working for El Rey and doing other stuff. He's not involved in this kind of like people ask these questions and they think that there should be an answer. But at the same time, I think they don't realize the fact that there's nobody to answer the question. You got one guy over in social media at El Rey. You, know, you don't have like a PR department for just this product because, again, they're not a wrestling company. They're a TV show. Go and try to ask somebody a question about you know, a TV show that gets 1.3 ratings, in their off season and see what kind of answer you get. Like I've worked on shows that get the same numbers. Could I tell you what was happening in the off season for an episode of chef wanted with Anne Burrell? Hells no. And I wouldn't even be as a producer. One of the main producers on that show. I wouldn't even be in an office with anybody who knew that answer in the off season of that show. I wouldn't be anywhere near it. So there would not be an answer. Like if there was some major PR thing going on or some huge media snafu, they would have to hire people back to the show to come and deal with it. Or the network itself, food network for my show at the time would have to take care of that PR deal. And we had some of those issues. We had a chef who was a winner on the show that ended up not taking the job and some bad press came out about it. And people were like, Oh, this show's all fake because these guys don't even really take the jobs that they win on the show. It's like, No, he was offered the job in a contract and blah, 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 this and the other thing. But there was no one to make the press release. I was getting hit up with personal emails while I was working for a completely different company. And people don't understand that they have to uh, look at Lucha Underground like a TV show. And it's almost the same way. It's not that there aren't people there working on it, but there's not a huge department. There's not some 20-person PR and marketing department there every day. To answer, you know, John Twitter's questions about does Pentagon still have a contract in Lucha Underground? You know, when is the Netflix deal happening? You know, the thing is, that release, that information is going to probably come from Netflix at this point. And not even El Rey Network. El Rey is going to do all the dubbing, all the subtitling, all the technical stuff they need to do. Or not even El Rey, MGM and and, uh, uh, Factory Made will do all the work. They'll send it off to Netflix. And they'll say, "Hey, that deal that we did with you guys for this show. Here's the show we presented it to you. You tell us what's the launch date." <laughs> and then Netflix will say, "Okay, now that you've submitted the show, the launch date on the you know the usually it'll be the 26th of this month. They'll on the 26th of this month, Netflix will say what their release dates are for next month. They'll give it to all their regular publications. It'll come out on the Thrill List on the 27th or 28th. You'll see everything coming to Netflix this month." And it'll and Lucha Underground will probably be there. But it wasn't on the list for this month. And it's not a big enough show that they would hype it up to try to drop it in the middle of the month. Why would they do that? Netflix doesn't care that much to do that unless somebody's pushing them to or there's some other deal at play or some other big announcement. But I just don't see it. And I've, and I've heard the, the information from various people that no, they're not ready. They don't have a specific launch date yet, and they'll get it done as soon as they can, and as soon as all the big boys and, and marketing people and, and everyone and tech signs off on it, it will be there. But wherever these dates came from, nobody I've talked to who legitimately should know—that's all I can say. Yeah.
3: The thing I was going to say about this whole you and the, because you got obviously your knowledge of TV, how, TV and how it works, and the whole Pentagon Phoenix thing was that people don't understand the different companies that have different fingers and different pies within Lucha Underground, as in one decision can't be made by one person and there's different contracts from, and so like they used to saying about the contracts that they signed with the seven year contracts and they can't get out of them and all this kind of stuff, although if you're Hernandez you can. but. Um,
0: well if they want it's you like, out of them
3: it's like it's very difficult to just go oh it's fine and, and Dorian's going to get rid of him because at the end of the day he's co- he's going to be contracted across like probably like three different companies for different but don't, things but don't yeah. but don't
0: think that that doesn't mean that that somebody won't try to get rid of him don't oh, think no. that that means that there's not people being vindictive because clearly judging by trying to file uh, you know trademarks and patents today
3: yeah especially Americans. That takes a bit too, but like with the merch thing, because obviously people the merch has been terrible as we all know and we all complain about. But again, that's because Pentagon Junior was owned by AAA, which has yeah. technically nothing to do with Luch Underground. It's a separate company, but they brought in the wrestlers and vice versa. So it's very murky. Well, that's but what it's, people don't seem to.
0: It, but that, like but the there's th- a lot of like kind of. But what people don't understand is it's not murky. It's not murky at all. AAA Isn't it? AAA allowed Lucha Libre FMV LLC to license to MGM factory-made El Rey Network the character properties and the intellectual properties that they had for these characters that they wanted to bring over and showcase on the show. is uh and show the rights to legally use those characters or they wouldn't have been able to do them in the first place nor would they have ever wanted to use those existing characters in the first place so they have been officially licensed those un- intellectual properties have been licensed to the producers of the show and I don't know the length of those or the term of those, but we know that that has happened. So, what that could mean at this point is that legitimately the TV show could still keep using all the characters and gimmicks and names that AAA has blocked these guys from using all over the place. But legally, they may still be allowed to use them on the TV show. Now, if those workers will show up and be those characters, if they have other heat, if they'll do it or not, that's a completely different story. I have no idea uh, of that, if, if, of what the reality of that is. But I can say that they have licensed those gimmicks. They're licensed to Luch Underground. And I don't see them going to court with MGM. Why would they? They're in bed together. They're partners. I don't
3: know. They're, they're a very strange thing with merch, don't they? Because I don't think... AAA don't actually sell merch, as far as I'm aware. Or they can't find it online, if you know what I mean. So I, yeah. I, I find it very strange. Yeah. These companies would not... like They own like they own the guy, like you said. They own the merch, and they own the rights to the merch. A, But maybe there's something weird in someone's contract.
0: Yeah, but they. I think all they just want to license the it anyway.
3: The merchandise names, if you know what I mean. I don't know. It's. Cause it seems all very. I,
0: I find it all terribly interesting in general, um, and that's mm. from a selfish point of view because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't put food on my plate because of this stuff. So I can look at it however I want, and anybody who's not putting food on their plate with it. Whatever their opinion is doesn't really matter. Just like mine doesn't really matter. I have a very educated, informed opinion in my in my opinion. But what does it matter at the end of the day? Like Pentagon, he's got to feed himself. He's got to put food on his plate. Phoenix got to put food on his plate. Doggus got to put food on his plate. Gar, Garza's got to put food on his plate. Jack Evans, got to, plate. Jack Evans got to put food on his plate. Like, what do those guys want out of this? What are they going to do at this point? That's tough.
3: Mm.
1: Son
0: of Havoc needs food on his plate and he needs his leg not to be broken and, and at the same time El Rey and Lucha Underground and Factory made they need to put food on their plate as well because I want to continue seeing the show so I want them to thrive and survive as well I don't want them to do it by, by getting over on the boys like I don't want to see that happen at all but at the same time I don't want them to fall apart from this junk either so I don't know it's tough. I don't know. It's tough. I'm gonna call it for today because it. there's so much more that I promised I'd come up with Casey tomorrow. So yeah. um, and I think we're gonna have a guest or two tomorrow as well. So there's two episodes this week, people doubling up. We hit fifty and now we're just rolling. We're almost at hundred already. <laughs> yeah, in, in hours easily. Um,
3: yeah, thanks me for, did, for
0: stopping by. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks,
1: to me, Flo. Great to see you as always.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Looking forward. Byron, yeah.
0: get some rest because you're going to do another one of these with me tomorrow. Um, we're going to talk a little face off. We're going to talk some UFC. We're going to probably have a couple guests. And me and Casey are going to go fist to fist on the Pentagon thing. Oh, God.
1: I can't wait to hear
3: his call. <laughs> on, Dorian.
1: Casey actually wasn't on tonight he it's not that he's asleep he's actually crying he's been sobbing uncontrollably he might be i can see that and uh, hopefully he stops in time to do it on the air tomorrow
0: all right well i'm out of here i got some other stuff to do and i'm gonna get ready for tomorrow's show and you guys have been great thanks so much to the wonderful thunder rosa so totally muted Um, thanks so much for for coming on Uh, she is a fabulous guest and an inspiration to all and fabulous entertainers so I hope that she picks up a lot of new fans in the next couple of years in general because she absolutely deserves it and she's working hard for them um, as you heard her say so hopefully that helps convince you what we already know that she is the shiz and you guys need to be paying close attention to her in the future Um, and the entire snake tribe too they're 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 getting it right now so until next time y'all stay calm stay in the mix